0: Can I talk to you for a minute?
1: Ooh. You know, I be thinking to myself We had a lot of good times Come together on, on, so we, we did everything together uh, We would wake up early in the morning Just get in the car and just ride on out Remember that? I used to watch the sun rise Everything to you each know? other.
2: To the No Clue Podcast, episode 110. We have returned.
3: We have returned.
2: I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. I'm Tyler. Welcome. Bubbles progressing. Football started.
4: Yep.
2: A lot of sports yep. to get into. Uh, US Open. We could talk about that a little bit.
3: Yeah. Yep.
2: That was a fun one, man.
3: Yeah, it was. Both exciting uh, finals. Yeah. Yeah, um, you, you want to start with that?
2: Yeah, I mean, dude, I've been waiting for tennis to break out of that. Like the top four guys are way better than everybody else. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I don't know if it's just because it's like the kind of the time we're in with the COVID. Or if, if maybe got, players are getting better, but this was a fun U.S. Open
3: yeah it was a lot of names people weren't you know familiar with stepping out a little bit some names everybody knew got down a little bit
2: a lot of a lot of flashes of like greatness from guys i didn't expect honestly
3: oh yeah 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 um shout out to uh the who who won the men's tank how do you say his
4: name Zverev. yeah yeah yeah
2: uh, he, uh, German, I believe, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah. He but he um
3: He's got no, a he, very
2: Russian name.
3: He came in second though, right?
2: Oh TheM beat him, right?
3: Yeah, Thiem, yeah. TheM and back. Vera. Yeah. Vero the round before, he came back from like almost match point, like down two sets. And um I mean he was in a lot of really, really, really close matches throughout the tournament. But um, DM, he kind of dominated.
2: He's, dude, he's been up and coming for low-key a while.
3: Yeah, like three years, I remember him. Two or three years yeah. now. Yeah.
2: And it's nice to see him breaking through, man. He he looks solid.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they both look really promising for the future, and they're both pretty young.
2: Pretty yeah, I young caught guys. a little bit of uh, Medvedev's loss, <laughs> and that yeah. was, that was quite a game.
4: Yeah he um
3: he's becoming must watch in tennis I would say I think he is and um you know you never know what you're gonna get I mean you're gonna get a good tennis player but he has really exciting really exciting matches and it just they just come to him I guess but yeah. he's one of those guys um Osaka took it in the women's again um she beat azarenka who was wrongly uh not ranked so she was seated weird
2: um yeah she beat serena right
3: yeah yeah and you know we've seen this with serena and with sharapova you know the women will leave for maternity leave or you know they'll have an injury and they come back and their rankings are completely jacked up so then yeah. when they go into the seating they have like such a strange road a lot of times they'll beat a high seed in the first round or second round and then they coast until the finals or semifinals basically because they're facing all low seeds when they really should be a high seed not saying that Azarenka isn't great she's great But um
2: yeah it would be cool to see them kind of make the point system in a way where they could like come back and have an opportunity to keep their rank or move up yeah uh,
3: it's it's just wrong that they lose so many points for maternity leave. Right. It really is cuz it's something they really can't help. You know? Yeah. Um and then they come back and really is, you know, they're not they didn't lose anything. <laughs> they're still as good as they were most of the time. Right. That's so, why
2: to me like if they could create a point system where your like maybe first couple tournaments have a heavy impact on whether you move up or down. Yeah. I think that'd be a little more fair
3: yeah yeah i think so too or maybe a um maybe you get like a percentage of the points you already have Mm -hmm. like you as a cushion for when your maternity is up you know so you don't drop so much right you know you keep maybe 20 percent of your points so you you may have been second but you come in at 12th or something like that you know Mm -hmm. so you don't go crazy down but um, yeah, man, it was a really exciting open. Congratulations to the winners. Uh, you know, you want,
2: huh? you want to talk about the what happened with Djokovic?
3: Man, um, <laughs> just
2: just
1: stupidity.
3: Yeah, it was just recklessness, you know, irresponsibility. Now, I I haven't seen many people say that he really should have gotten, you know. Uh, disqualified from the entire tournament, but I, I, you know, it, the rules are the rules. They can't just change the rules for Djokovic. But you know, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. That's all.
2: It just a dumb, a dumb thing he did. Just w- went way worse than he thought.
3: Yeah, went way worse than you know, it, definitely right. than he wanted. Right. He would never want something like that. Like I said, I, and I told you off air. I mean. No one has ever accused Djokovic of not loving the people. Yeah. I mean, he has never been disrespectful to fans or, you know, officials. Maybe the line judgments. Nothing uh,
2: from what we've seen from him has ever, like, given that inclination.
3: Yeah, so, you know, obviously it wasn't on purpose. Anyone who watched the video and saw his face, the despair in his face after, knows that it wasn't on purpose, you know. It was just a, just a dumb thing, just not paying attention when you yeah. should be.
2: He was so. playing pretty bad.
3: Yeah, know. he was. Yeah, so and he's just... al- he's always a internal frustration guy. You know, right. he's one of the guys that will curse himself out, <laughs> you know, break a racket or something like that, but never, yeah. you know.
2: Hopefully, yeah. hopefully he'll come back locked in.
3: Yeah, I think he will. Definitely. Um. Okay. On to NBA. Or are yeah, we going so to the, football so, first.
2: Now let's talk about the NBA because okay. that's going to be the majority of the topics.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, second round is just about over. We got one more series. Yep. Um, last time we talked, the Bucks were we didn't the Bucks hadn't gotten eliminated yet.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: But we, I mean. We knew they were.
3: It was inevitable. Yeah.
2: Um, it's interesting how fast the Giannis off-season hype like started up.
3: Off-season is short this year, so yeah, he, he had to get it going quick. You know, they it's
2: just it's just weird to me that when when this kind of happens with superstars,
0: yeah,
2: uh, NBA fans or just people in general seem to like sh- shit on the franchise he's at. mm Hmm. And this narrative that, like, the roster isn't good enough for Giannis and that he should get out of there is is utter nonsense.
3: Yeah. And we know who started this.
2: Right. But bad rosters can't get number one seeds back-to-back years. Right. Easily. Like, to to me, it's just a change of play style that they need. Change of play style and just... Giannis just has to get better. Right. And the thing
3: is, I mean, for him to want more talent, you know, why don't you have more talent? Just look in the mirror. Yeah. Before you go asking for more talent, what did Kobe do?
2: Yeah, you can't be out there trying to, now all of a sudden it's Bledsoe's fault. (laughs) I've been saying for three years that it's Bledsoe's fault. You can't make any goddamn free throws, but now you want to agree with me.
4: Right. They
3: could win with Bledsoe being how he is, or he could be a better leader and tell, you know, get Bledsoe to play how he wants him to play.
2: Exactly. Honestly, I think the biggest thing for them, assuming their roster doesn't, you know, go through something drastic, uh, is just for Middleton and Giannis to learn to play better. Yeah. Learn to kind of play off each other more. uh, Kind of, I mean, Middleton just looked lost as far as trying to be the number one guy yeah because he he looked so uncomfortable he was constantly trying to force it and yep. like he had to make such difficult shots to play well. Yeah and to me that's not that's never gonna work in the playoffs. There's always going to be a Miami. there's always gonna be I think Toronto could have done this to them mm-hmm. And it, to me like he, he, we know what your offense is for multiple years in a row now. And you've made no adjustments. Right. So we'll, we'll see what they look like moving forward.
3: This is Budenholzer's second year?
2: I want to say it's third. Okay. But you might be right.
3: Because I remember, I, I remember us talking about them getting him here on the podcast. But I don't remember if that was last year or the year before. But either way, you know, it, he really has to do some... Definitely some strategizing. Um, yeah. He has to motivate these guys to get in the gym. You know, for some reason, a lot of the bench guys just looked worthless at once the playoffs came. Like, well, I shouldn't say worthless, but...
2: They they looked D- like their impact was really non-existent.
3: Yeah, DiVincenzo and Connaughton, who has been playing well all season, just really did not look like they belonged on the playoff court at all yeah. to me. Um, Devin Chynzel made some good moves, but his shot selection was awkward. Um, I don't know what position he plays when he's out there.
2: Yeah, they, it seems like Pat comes in there as a rebounder. <laughs>
3: At six
2: four? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it just like random. He doesn't really do anything on offense but crash the boards.
3: Robin Lopez like didn't play the whole series. Nah. Um you know sterling brown barely played and he had a good showing last playoffs last year's playoffs i thought he played really well for them yeah um he's one of those energy momentum guys when the momentum's high he hits a big bucket out of nowhere yeah um so yeah i think they just need to really do some leadership work on the team to yeah, me
2: yeah i think like something small that leadership could help fix is maybe brooke lopez wouldn't be out there taking like disgusting shots
3: yeah or at least know that if brooke lopez is gonna take a shot that someone has to be in the paint you know greek yeah. freak can't pass it to Brook lopez from the top of the key and lopez is on the wing and both of them are at the three-point line when he takes that three or either of them take a three and then you do have Connaughton in there trying to battle for the rebound. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they could use roster changes, but I, I don't think they have, like, we need to plan a meeting roster change back.
2: Yeah, of all the teams that, you know, have already gotten eliminated, to me, they're the, the closest one as far as where like how good they need to be. Yeah, I think so too. I just think... Like, Miami honestly made them look worse than I think they are.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it was just tough. Like, I can't, I can't pinpoint to what the biggest reason for that is.
3: Um, well, we talked about it for a while last time. It, you know, the position play was just... They were just out-positioned. Every position. Yeah. And it's because they don't play in any positions.
2: You when know? I, like, the question for me is... Does that fall on Budenholzer primarily? Or does it fall on Middleton like kind of being a ball stopper or Giannis playing on the perimeter way more than he should be?
3: Well, I would say Giannis playing on the perimeter is a Budenholzer problem. But, you know, I'm just not confident in Giannis being a coachable guy. So... This, this next say, year,
2: wherever he's playing is going to be the key.
4: Yeah.
3: I I, I would probably say that um, it would be Giannis. Giannis is playing on the perimeter and handling the ball so much that really puts the whole offense yeah. in a weird spot. I think Middleton is a ball stopper because, you know, he almost was like, well, I don't know when I'm going to get the ball again. He, yeah, he almost seemed here. like he
2: had to force it because everybody else was forcing it. Yeah And like of all those guys forcing it I guess Middleton is probably the best option for that
3: Definitely yeah Size Shooting ability Uh, and,
2: And again like To me he also got super unlucky As he had to deal with Jimmy Butler the whole series Yeah I mean if he had Duncan Robinson on him the whole time You know he wouldn't have played as bad Right I would
3: agree Um. Do you You, think? Go ahead. Uh, like, if they did make a roster change, what would you, what would you recommend?
2: I mean, you know, I've been saying getting rid of Bledsoe is the move. Mm Mhm. Seems like they're starting to understand.
3: But and get who? Who are you thinking? Honestly, not saying you have to be have to pick a name, but what kind of player do you think needs to replace Bledsoe?
2: I wouldn't mind if they downgraded or maybe like two, you know, significantly worse players. <laughs> I mean, let's just say yeah. Ricky Rubio. I don't he's about even with Bledsoe to me. Okay, yeah. But entirely different play style. Right. Where okay. Rubio can play with like off of George Hill or George Hill can play off of him cuz they're both playmakers. Hill gives you the perimeter shooting uh, Rubio gives you kind of the more elite playmaking. Yeah. And Rubio is also a smart offensive player.
4: Mm hmm.
2: Like, Rubio is good at drawing fouls. Bledsoe should be better, but he's not for some reason. Mm mm-hmm. hmm. Uh, Rubio is better at kind of seeing, just seeing the floor. He's just better at being a point guard.
4: Yeah, Bledsoe
3: is really not a point guard, he's just and, an attacker. And the thing is. I've seen this year and last year, this is his third year there, right? Yeah. These last two years, he is like so much more tentative than he was the first year. Yeah. The first year with when Jason Kidd was there, Bledsoe and Giannis, I thought were going to be crazy together. Like the first maybe 15 games I saw them together, they looked amazing. Yeah. Bledsoe was going full speed up court, alley oops off the backboard, and Bledsoe would get a steal. Giannis would get a dunk. Giannis would get a steal. Bledsoe would get a dunk. You know, it looked great. And then these past two years, I don't know if it's Boudinholz Holzer forcing him into a point guard spot, or Giannis pressuring him into being less aggressive. But I see, I've seen a really big change. That I think has really negatively affected his game and the team's offense.
2: Dude, he's looked uncomfortable to me even when he plays well.
3: Yeah, in the few times, um, the one the game Giannis got hurt, and even the last game, some flashes in the last game when he is aggressive, he looks good. I mean, when he really decides, like, okay, I'm going to score, or I'm gonna outrun these guys, or I'm gonna lock up on D. He looks great, but it, I don't understand why when Giannis is there, it's not there, or you know when he really is playing point guard, what happens? You know, I, I don't, I don't get it. So I, I want to say, I want to say maybe there's a change they can make with Bledsoe internally, but at this point, you know, gotta do what you gotta do.
2: Honestly, if they don't get rid of him, uh, switching him and Hill as far as who's starting, who's coming off the bench, mm-hmm. I think could give them a good boost. I think so too. Because even think... though Bledsoe started, Hill spent a lot of time playing with Giannis. Yeah. And to me, I would rather, when they put like the Giannis with bench guys lineup out there, I would much rather Bledsoe be in there than Connaughton or DiVincenzo.
3: I agree. And I would much rather Bledsoe be, you know, have a green light to be aggressive to go to the basket.
2: Yes. And they also they also put him in a tough spot because he has to guard, you know, point guards. Yeah. And, and Point Dragic is a problem. I mean, Lowry would have been a problem. Mhm. Kemba Walker definitely would have been a problem. So yes. to me, I don't know if Because they don't put him in good positions on offense and he has to work hard at the other end, maybe limiting his minutes could help him play better.
3: Yeah, maybe. Because when he does get a chance to have his energy on defense, we we saw he made second team on defense. Yes, he
2: makes plays. He gets steals.
3: And and his steals are a lot of, most of the time, very, like, he makes really important steals. Right.
2: Like really, He's uh, good at uh, getting the steals that create transition.
3: Mm-hmm. And clutch. And clutch steals he makes yeah. a lot of times. Yeah, man. Um, I, I could I see that. Maybe uh two downgrades. Because they definitely need another bench threat. It, unless, you know, I don't think DiVincenzo is ever going to be a threat, honestly, at this point. I know it's only his second year, but...
2: Yeah, they're, they're, that's another problem with them with the positionless basketball is a guy like DiVincenzo has no clue what he's out there for.
3: Exactly.
2: Sometimes he's a spot-up threat. Sometimes he's their point guard. Sometimes he's their defender.
3: Like, right, and that, he's just okay at all of
2: them. Right, how is he supposed <laughs> to get comfortable in a role when you're kind of making him like this all-around, you're forcing him to be an all-around player?
3: Yeah, he has that like C-plus all up and down his right, ratings right. in those yeah it, it, that's tough um Connaughton they act like he's an elite defender sometimes <laughs> and I don't see that yeah I mean,
2: honestly the more I'm breaking down the bucks in my head the more I'm starting to think it's Budenoser's fault
3: <laughs> yeah I mean I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if they did trace it there but I mean I don't know I don't know what it
2: is. It just, they, they looked, that last game, and I was preparing to come on here and be a lot more negative about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's another team who who's took all my negative negativity that I'll get to. Okay. Um, but, like, Middleton was atrocious. Yeah, he was. Like, he was, like, so awful, it hurt to watch. And the frustrating thing is, and this to me is where coaching is always, it always needs to be questioned. When your star player is playing like trash, and you're still not creating any easy opportunities for him, mm-hmm. like you're just letting him su- struggle, right? And I, I don't understand the whole game. He was trying to attack Butler. He was trying to attack Crowder or Iguodala, and I'm like, dude, that that is the worst way you can attack Miami. Yeah, it is. It's just to go at those guys. Right. So that that to me was just concerning. Uh, but Middleton's gotta be better, man, because he had makeable looks early on and he was just he just was off the whole game.
4: Yep. Um,
3: you put any stock into the Pippin?
2: <laughs> no, I honestly like the, the Max Kellerman shack he's more of a shack looking for a Kobe. Yeah, obviously like he's that. not. Yeah, he's not Shaq, and I'm pretty sure Max didn't, you know, e- equal him to Shaq, but he's in that same situation.
4: Yeah,
3: Max is never uh, shy to throw Kobe hate out there, though, but not Shaq hate, definitely not. Yeah, I don't think he would. I don't right. think he's comparing them. I think he is comparing the limits of. I think he's acknowledging the limits of Giannis's game. Yeah. Without saying it.
2: Yeah. And he's kinda also like explaining the blueprint for what Peak Giannis should look like. Mm-hmm. Cause he is kind of a perimeter version of Shaq.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he's a. I I would agree with that, yeah. Um <laughs> He shouldn't be though. <laughs> I mean, That's the problem.
2: It's like, it's weird. I do want him, I, I want to continue to call him a perimeter player, because in transition, I don't mind him, you know, dribbling and playmaking. Yeah. But in the half court, when he's on the perimeter all the time, it just looks terrible.
3: It looks terrible, yeah. Yep. He, um, <laughs> I would almost rather him play like Shaq than how he does play sometimes. Yeah. He's, I mean, <laughs> side note, Shaq used to be raw on the break when he was... Oh, for sure. Orlando? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> he used to be able to hit a little crossover at the three-point line and oh, it be over. Oh, for
4: sure.
2: Yeah.
3: And that's really all I want Giannis to do. I get, you know, jumping over guys and all that stuff is cool, but, you know, I, he doesn't need to do that. That could be more spontaneous and not such a go-to for him yeah Uh, like the barreling people over and stuff
0: yes
4: yeah
3: okay uh moving on rockets is that the negative
2: yeah but i want to save them let's talk about the (laughs) eastern conference real quick the finals okay since it's over and we know the matchup
3: uh do you have anything to say about the raptors
2: right the raptors are the other team that got eliminated i forgot um yeah I mean, first of all, I think they had a great year. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they went as far as they should have went, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't play offense well the entire series, and they had an opportunity to win the series. Yeah. I mean, I can't I, – I don't think any other playoff team could do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only problem was Siakam was just awful – yeah, and I I don't really know how they move forward from that because I can't really tell if he just was missing shots or if kind of they didn't really include him in this, the offense as much.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But a lot of his attempts looked like Middleton's shots. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, credit to him, he kind of forced it inside a little bit more, which is more his game
3: and he he was kind of weird in his selection at that for me but i agree he did do better at that
2: yeah but at the same time he was missing so many layups
4: yeah he
3: was so there and was he, at he one didn't point, exploit mismatches like he could have
2: no he looked he struggled to like he struggled to overpower kemba at times yeah and, and like everybody they tried to put on siakam did a great job Brown was was just bullying him. I thought Tatum got a number of nice stops on him. Mm -hmm. Dude, they threw out Grant Williams, and he strapped him a number of times.
3: Yeah, people were saying Grant Williams was an elite defender after this series.
2: Grant strapped him in Game 7. They just threw him out there, he strapped him, and got the free throws. And
3: uh, Robert Williams was tossing his stuff all over the gym.
2: So it's yeah. just, I don't know, like, I guess their only problem is Siakam's progression as a player, what, how that looks.
0: Because
2: mm-hmm. like roster wise, similar to, similar to Milwaukee, they're set to me. Yeah. They have enough bench firepower. Mm-hmm. Their starters, you know, are capable of beating anybody in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh But to me, like, they just like didn't hit. Shots a lot of the time Yeah Like the I know you were telling me that uh, Van Fleet's shot selection is awful But he He was a guy who Would get hot Even with bad threes
3: It's happened Yeah
2: And he just like Couldn't really get off Even though Some of the shots he got I thought were makeable
3: mm-hmm.
2: Especially in a lot of their losses I was like He's just shooting the ball poorly
3: I I for me, he was shooting the ball poorly, but it wasn't always the shot selection, but it was the timing. Like, he would come down, and don't get me wrong, I've seen him make a lot of transition threes, but you know, you're down down eight, you know, yeah. you don't have the momentum, yeah. there's no one there to rebound, and you have Jalen Brown in your grill, you don't take that transition three. Right. With You know, only 21... There's 21 seconds left on the shot clock. You know, it it was stuff like that. It was, you know, I'm going to go right at Robert Williams and Jalen Brown waiting for me in the paint. And I'm going to try to do a, you know, highlight film reverse. Yeah. It was that kind of stuff. That was like, okay, you know, I get you can make that. But you're playing a different animal in these... (laughs) I will
2: say most of his layups were just just terrible shots <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then in smart too you know another one smart is not someone you need to be taking bad threes on right because they're all they're just extra bad if you're trying to take them in smart's face yeah um and I, I guess that was that was it for me i don't think i think most of his shots were ones he probably could make in like a blowout maybe against like sacramento or against i got you, know. you. but against the celtics and they're worse shots because you know the Celtics are coming back scoring. That's what makes it worse.
2: Yeah, you... and the Celtics capitalized on a lot of their bad shots.
3: Yes. Yeah. And I I completely agree about the Raptors. I mean, I, I think their team is very complete. I don't understand why Nurse <clears throat> kind of uh, threw out their whole depth like for this series. Like Powell really didn't play until the last two games, which he played fantastic in, but the first four, first three or four games,
2: I didn't see Powell anywhere. Yeah, I mean he was out there. I just, I just thought
3: it was very, very short. Like he wasn't out there enough to get, like get going, and then a lot of the other guys came in after they were already getting beat.
2: Yeah. Um, you know what share, it really is? I honestly think uh, like not enough credit goes to the Celtics defense.
3: Oh, for sure. Their defense is... Because
2: especially, they're kind of built to contain a team like Toronto.
4: Yeah, they are.
2: Uh, where a lot of perimeter, like, when they lock in on the perimeter, uh, it like, they're, they're, to me, Boston's great defense this whole series is what I imagine the Clippers' best-case defense look like. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you're terrorizing everybody on the perimeter So, if if Van Fleet comes off that pick and roll and he really doesn't use the screen well, he's not going anywhere. Right. And, and to me, they did a really good job of containing Lowry, containing Van Fleet, staying physical with Siakam and not, like, fouling him. So, he's getting 15 free throws. Right. Uh, I was just impressed, man.
3: They, um, shout out to Kimba, man. He does not get any credit for his defense. He his defense was his defense was kind of straps for the series, yeah, a lot of the times I mean, yeah and he was I mean pressuring uh getting around screens he was doing well on the yeah. switches most of the time. I never saw him get like exploited on a switch
2: and that's one thing to me, Boston, if they have a chance next series. That's going to be something they need because they can't let Miami let, you know, Dragic eat whenever he wants.
4: Right. Yeah.
2: But and, and I, I really, I just like a lot of what I saw from the Celtics and like, and that's what shocked me about the fact that it went seven games.
3: Yeah. And I, you know, I texted you this, but the, you know, Raptors had to win in spectacular fashion. They did. Every game they did. So I mean, I wish the Celtics closed the games better. I mean, one game the refs admitted that they screwed them on. Right. Um, the Ananobi shot was, you know, outrageous. You know, I, those games. You know, I. I can't really say much about those games because to me, in theory, they did close them, virtually close them. But yeah.
2: Uh. I thought Ananobi was fantastic the entire series.
4: Oh yeah, he was.
2: I dude, I was like, I've always thought of him as like a more of a slashing defensive guy. Mhm. But he was draining shots in people's face, like practically the whole series.
4: Yeah, he was.
3: You know, I, I see the I see the Raptors almost as, you know, in theory, I would see them as like a Denver, where, um, I think they have enough depth. To go nine guys every single game, and early in the game, yeah. But um, and the thing is, I think Nurse has done a good job all season limiting guys' roles so they don't come in and start doing too much. Like um, what's his, Davis, Terrence or Terrell Davis? Yeah, Terrence Davis. Terrence Davis, yeah, he comes in and he just does exactly what he's supposed to do.
2: Yeah, I like uh, B- Boucher too. The, Boucher like, the comes super in. long guy.
3: Yeah, he comes in and does exactly what he needs to do and then but against Boston I didn't see any any use of that. Yes. And they did kinda of have to force Siakam to kinda of do more than I think he's really the guy to do. Um you know, he's and him and Middleton both really are not one on one players. Yes. You know, they can score with a mismatch, you know, they got good size, they're got yeah. they both have nice touch, it, good it, hands.
2: One one concern I guess I'll, I have for Toronto is uh, they seem because they showed that they could win with Siakam playing like garbage. Mm-hmm. To me, it, when it gets to the playoffs, it's like they need Lowry's like tough shot making. Yeah, like though, like in Lowry, really his three point shot selection is very suspect a lot of the time. Yeah, it is. Uh, but he's like that dagger like shot maker kind of guy. Yeah. yeah, and at times, and at times, like when the offense looked really bad, it felt like they needed that, and they were waiting for it. Mm-hmm. And Larry didn't hit maybe as many as he could have. Mm-hmm. Uh But that's that's something I wouldn't want to you know rely on moving forward.
3: Yeah, they as good of a team as they are and complete, they still were missing that go-to guy. Yes, and this is where you know we'll talk about Miami, but this is where Miami. And then maybe similar except Miami has that go to guy. Yes. And I, I think take Jimmy Butler off Miami and Miami and Toronto are like even for me. Like man to man. I agree. You put Jimmy there and it's it's a whole nother story. And and that's why I also, you know, kind of compare them to Denver because, you know, Murray takes tough shots, they need Murray's tough shots, they need Lowry's tough shots. Both of their shot selection is suspect. A lot of times they don't get going until the fourth quarter a lot of times. Yeah. Um they both have bigs that shoot, but you know, I-, I think they have they use more of their bench to do what they do best on Denver. Yeah. And I don't see that from Toronto when they could use it. Um I think they were just and I don't know if it's nurse or the team, but Sometimes it just looked like they were scared of Boston's, uh, you know, being kind of stacked. Yeah. Low key stacked. It looked like Toronto just like was like, okay, we're afraid to go too deep because they're not gonna be able to stop the guys that are really good.
2: Yeah, and they really couldn't stop the the good guys either way. <laughs>
3: exactly. So you just gotta just do it. You yeah. know, pick your poison, lose by them this way, or at least try everything to beat them.
2: I think Toronto is going to be a front runner for the number one seed next year.
3: That's fair to say. Uh, I think I
2: they're, think they they're the type something. of team. Yeah, I would be impressed if they made like a good offseason move, which mm-hmm. wouldn't surprise me. But they're the type of team to come into like next year locked in. Yeah. Because they're so. gonna play the same way even if they do make a roster move.
3: And and they could have a good go-to guy that wasn't like that good yes I mean (laughs) they probably would have beat Boston with DeRozan to be honest (laughs) yeah (laughs) they would have had a better chance I'll say that but um it could be I can't think of somebody right now but it wouldn't have to be like an elite go-to guy could just be a someone that you give to that could really just score one-on-one yeah. A Lou Williams or something like that.
2: And honestly, I think Siakam, if, if he's, you know, a great player, he's going to come out of that series and kind of worked on, work on certain aspects of his game to kind of allow him to still get off even if he's not playing that well. Yeah. Because, like, to me, to me, he was just so out of rhythm every time. Like, every game it felt like. Yeah, I agree. It's almost like the whole coaching staff was like, like, we're going to keep feeding you. You got to get going. And he just never got going, and they just kept throwing it to him.
3: Yeah, I think they kind of just hoped his confidence would take yes. him somewhere. Yes. He's
2: not, he's not like you know at the level of Tatum or Jalen Brown or even Marcus Smart.
3: No, he uh, doesn't have that versatility. Right. Nor does he have the, you know, aggressive aggression to, right. you know, turn up like those guys.
2: Um. Let's yeah. talk about the conference finals, though.
3: Okay, Boston versus Miami. Uh, what do you
2: think? I mean, the way Miami looks, it's it's really hard for me to pick Boston.
4: Mm, okay.
2: Uh, one one thing I like about Boston before I get to Miami a little more in depth is uh, Jason Tatum had like a like a statement series just now, mm-hmm. where to me he showed that he could put Boston's offense on his back. Yep. That's one thing. Like he's always shown me that, you know, he's a bucket. Yeah. But I've never seen him for an entire series carry the offense, and to me, a lot of their a lot of their close games that they did pull out was because of him. Mhm. And I thought the whole Toronto series, they defended him well, and he still killed them. Yeah, and that's one thing. Like him playing with this confidence, if he can match Jimmy Butler next series or even outplay Jimmy Butler, Boston should have a good chance. Okay, but Miami's look like looks like a well oiled machine on offense right now.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, y- you mentioned Jimmy Butler is their go to guy. Yeah. But if you watch their offense, they don't play like Jimmy Butler's their go to guy.
3: Jimmy doesn't play like he's their go to guy.
2: <laughs> but I think I think what they do really well is because Jimmy Butler's a go to guy and Dragic knows how to be a go to guy for stretches. Yeah. They kind of do this weird thing where they're like, Well, we're just gonna spread everybody out and play off of Adebayo. Mm-hmm. So now they have this really basic offense, but everybody's moving and you're forcing the defense to have to work. Yeah. And to me, they look like I thought Indian like the Indiana series was kind of a fluke. Mm-hmm. But they did that same thing against Milwaukee the entire series. Yeah. And to me, Boston doesn't have the depth to contain that. Okay. Like, I, I don't think Boston can defend as well as they did Toronto because Miami has so many playmakers. Mm, okay. Toronto was a lot more limited. You know, si- Siakam's playing bad, and then you got your two guards, and that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. You know, Powell's a creator, but he's a tough shot creator.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: But Miami, I mean, Miami could break down, and they could go to Tyler Harrow for good shots. Yeah. Miami, for some reason, knows how to get Jay Crowder good shots every quarter. Jay
3: Crowder was playing like an all-star.
2: Yeah, and and to be fair, I don't think he's going to shoot as well next series. He might. But at the same time, if they continue to get great shots for him, I mean, I can't imagine he's just going to cool off.
3: I think he will shoot that good. Playing against Boston, too? Yeah. After what they did to him? Yeah. He's one of those guys that I think is a statement guy when it comes to that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. The teams. I think he may come out there and make a statement on offense.
2: Another kind (laughs) of game plan, and I mentioned it earlier, is they cannot allow Dragic to thrive. Mm -hmm. Dragic cannot go for, like, six minutes being the number one guy and just getting bucket after bucket. Right. Uh, And I'm curious to see if Smart is going to take that assignment more. Uh, mm-hmm. because I imagine Jalen Brown's gonna be guarding Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Especially after what he just did to Siakam I that's that's the move I'd make. Yeah. Um so to that's me a... Oh, go ahead. They go have ahead. to contain Dragic. And the other big thing for me is and this is where I think they just have no chance. You look at how aggressive Bam is and how many calls he gets. And you look at Tice and how many calls he gets against him. <laughs> yeah. And, like, like I, I've i kind of made it a joke the last couple weeks about how Tice is, like, almost versus the refs at this point.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: But, my God, he, he cannot ever escape with a foul. Yeah, you're right. I mean, LeBron could just, like, just hit somebody on the head, nothing. Yeah. Because he got a highlight block. But if Tice... If Tice makes somebody fall after blocking them.
4: Oh yeah.
3: Oh,
2: it's a foul. Review it. Right. <laughs> He's like the bird man for no reason. <laughs> yeah. And it's tough to me. Like I think Bam is gonna just wear him down throughout the series. Oh
3: okay. Yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised. Of all the things you said, that one is probably the most likely for me.
2: Yeah. And it's just it's tough because I like what I saw from Williams, but now Williams can't just come in there and just hustle and clean up shit and get dunks. He's got he's gonna have to guard somebody. Mm-hmm. So now, like you can't, he's gonna be asked to do significantly more than he's been doing, and I don't know if he's ready for that. I think
3: I think we'll see Cantor this series at one point,
2: but that's the but- thing. Miami's too deep. You can't play Cantor and survive. Because <laughs> Olenek has been lights out. Yeah, I, I don't think.
3: Yeah, Olenek is the reason why they didn't play Cancer last series because Ibaka and Gasol shooting threes. They didn't want Cancer so right. far away from the basket. At least that's what I think. Um,
2: Ibaka also had a great series, by the way. I forgot to mention.
3: I, uh, I'm on the other side of this, actually. <clears throat> so this is a good uh Yeah. Okay, um,
2: okay, I want to hear your thoughts.
3: Opposites here. I I think that Boston has the most unstoppable players on the same team in the league. And when I say that, I don't mean unguardable. I mean Kimba even when Kimba plays bad, he's gonna get something and he's gonna make shots for something. Smart gets his no matter what. No matter how bad he's playing, no matter how bad the team is playing. Tatum is getting his and I think Jalen Brown and Jimmy could potentially be like cancel each other out I think you basically if you were looking at them on paper I would take both of them and just take them off the sheet and then go off the rest of the team mainly because I think both of them are elite defenders on both of each other because I do think Brown will guard Jimmy I do think Jimmy will guard Brown
2: um, I think Jimmy's going to spend a lot more time on Tatum. Well, I don't know. I mean, they got Prou- Crowder. Crowder is capable, so it, it's weird. It's interesting to see.
3: Yeah, but um, the thing is, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully Jimmy is going to be aggressive. Hopefully, <clears throat> but if he's not, I, I haven't seen enough of. I don't think Boston is going to let the others um have all that great of games. Cause I, I don't think it really doesn't matter who Smart is guarding on Boston. I don't think anyone's given getting much on smart on on uh Miami for Miami. Um I think Tatum's Tatum's gonna have to step up on defense. But I I don't know man. I don't see Miami being this well oiled machine against boston for some reason because i think their defense is their best offense a lot of times and i don't think their defense is going to be you know as locked down on the celtics celtics take some bad shots but they take bad shots but you know
2: and a credit to the celtics they take more bad shots rather than turnovers
3: yeah and they take bad shots it's guys who hit bad shots right you know it's not duncan robinson taking bad shots it's not
2: it's marcus smart right who can i trust a lot more
3: yeah who can make a bad shot and they'll they'll live the game you know with marcus smart going two for nine from three they don't care because it's his energy he does so much other things and that's where the guys like to me hero and duncan if they're not doing what they do best they might as well not play against boston because they can't guard anybody on boston nobody I mean, I think Watermaker will give either of them (laughs) a couple buckets in the game. You know, I think think it's going to be hard. I think Miami is really going to have to pick whether they're going to be on offense and try to out-offense the Celtics, or they're going to really try to play, you know, tough defense. Then I think their whole lineup has to change against Boston. Just because I think Boston is just so good on both ends. And they're, like I said, I think they're unstoppable on one end. And they're, they look elite on the defensive end. Not that Miami doesn't. Miami is definitely elite on both ends. But I think Boston will out-elite them.
2: I don't disagree with what you're saying. But to me, of those two teams... Boston is so much sloppier with kind of their peak play. Yeah. And that's like as good as they looked. again this this last series went seven games. And if Mm -hmm. Marcus Smart doesn't hit five threes in the fourth quarter of game two good chance Toronto could have pulled the series out.
3: Do you do you think Marcus Smart can do that every game? Absolutely not. Uh, I think he can. Stop it. (laughs) <laughs> the Not Celtics saying, will be
2: lucky to get that once. Oh wow. You're <laughs> you're eight. like they got in in this last series.
3: Yeah, I mean, but it happens. I I think they're just a better I think they're a more winning team than Miami. That's how that's basically But to me, they cancel short.
2: each other out with their late game execution. Like to me, they're both they're, both of these teams weaknesses is kind of closing games. Mm-hmm. So to me, like because they even out with the close games, it becomes a toss up, and Miami has so much more weapons to me than Boston does.
3: Yeah, but they have a lot of pistols versus, uh, Boston. No, no, no. AKs. dude.
2: You're talking. You're <laughs> talking like, uh, like Boston has these flamethrowers, but you're not acknowledging Jalen
3: Brown and Tatum and Kimball they are, are
2: flamethrowers. They are. How many does does Miami have? Miami got. Butler, Drogic, out of bio. So far, Crowder. I don't know if that's going to keep going. Tyler Harrow, Kelly no, Linick.
3: No, 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 no. Slow down. <laughs> slow down. But I'm, I'm smart. Sl- okay, okay. Olenek
2: let's say I slow down bro. and I. Let's say Tyler Harrow and Alinick are a notch below the first row of guys. They're pistols. They're pistols. So you got smart is a pistol to torch to flamethrower, you know, depending on the day.
3: Yeah, he's, he's definitely a, a grill. Okay, and then who? It, it, they don't need anybody else. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I don't understand what you mean. And then So who? you're
2: telling me that you're more confident that the the Boston's big four is going to beat Miami by themselves?
3: No, 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 no. Not by themselves. But I'm saying 10 from Hero and 10 from Duncan and 10 from Olinick i i'm i can imagine tatum getting dirty and none of them matter then brown and kimba have to make up and smart have to make up the other you know i think one boston player can make up four of miami's players sometimes
2: but this is you lose me because you're assuming all four of them are gonna play well has boston had all four of those guys play well once in this playoffs they only need three
3: and one of them has to play all right Kimba just played all right in Game Seven, and they they sealed it.
2: And I thought he was awful the other five games, and they didn't even guard him that well. Uh, well, not awful, but like he made plays because he's a great point guard. Yeah, but I thought he he had it a lot of bad. makeable shots, and he was just like not hitting shit.
3: I I did, however, I liked how at the end of the games they definitely go to Kimba every time. Right. The last the last play, every single last play, Kimba got the ball yep. and he did make something happen every time.
2: Cuz he's top 5 at creating separation. Oh yeah. yeah like I, his step back, I mean, it's nothing you can do. It, it hurts it hurts my legs every time I see guys try to like stick with him on those. Yeah. Cuz yeah. it's just man.
3: You can see it coming and there's nothing you can do nope, about it nope. at all.
2: Um I just think Miami has so much more balance, and that's they, kind of they need
3: it. That's that's all I'm saying. Boston doesn't need it; they don't need balance. Grant Williams never has that's to score fair. for Boston for them to win. They could win, you know, ten out of ten games, and Grant Williams could have zero. Wanamaker could have zero. I mean, and that's just how that's just how good their top four, you know, top seven is. And I'm not saying that they're. Top seven is better than Miami's whole 12. I'm just saying I am more comfortable with their top seven than I am with the bottom six of Miami.
2: I mean, I, I can't argue with that. But again, to me, the Celtics have been just sloppy. They have. Like a lot of the stuff you're saying, like I could see them winning the series that way. But, but they also, Marcus Smart also shoots them out of games. Jalen Brown also shoots them out of games.
3: Yeah, they, they do. But they also play elite defense, which the Milwaukee did not at all. Milwaukee really didn't do anything good That's against fair. Miami. And I'm not saying you can't compare. I'm not trying to compare the series, but what I did just see from Miami, I saw against a Milwaukee team that I thought was pretty garbage in every aspect of the game. They shot bad, missed you know 80% of their free throws every game turn the ball over all the time and those three things celtics don't do that often i just think maybe one person shoots bad but all four of them is unlikely
2: i just think the the heat are built to contain tatum a lot better than uh the raptors did oh for sure So he's not gonna be able to i mean if he continues to dominate i obviously i was wrong and boston will probably pull it out in five But Mm -hmm. they just have, again, similar to how they defended Giannis, they have so many guys who are built to guard elite wing players.
3: Yeah, but you you saw who had to save the day for Milwaukee most games. Even though they lost all of them, it it was Middleton. Right. And it's it's a shooter. Yeah, there's no one on Boston who plays like Greek Freak who can't. Do anything but
2: but run people over I can see Tatum continuing to dominate. I'll acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. But it's not going to be as easy as it was on Van Fleet or even Lowry.
3: Oh, definitely not.
2: Because now, those same contested shots that he was hitting, he's going to have a guy his size in his face. Mm -hmm. In most times, yeah. And the other thing for me is Miami's just, their balance, like... The Celtics are going to have to work harder than they've they've worked so far to play good defense. Mm, because yeah, Miami okay. has more threats than any other Eastern Conference team at this point.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. And, they, you know, Celtics just have to pick their poison at, at some point, sometimes.
2: So I just think, like, I could see this series going either way. But in my mind, there's more scenarios that I could picture Miami beating them than the Celtics beating Miami.
3: If both teams play elite defense, who do you have more confidence in winning?
2: Miami. Wow, that's crazy. I, I've, I've liked what I've seen from their top three more than I've liked it from the Celtics.
3: But they're against the Bucs. And against Indiana. Celtics would have swept the Bucs. Exactly how they played it. against Toronto.
2: I doubt it. Uh, no for way. For sure. No way. For sure. <laughs> we we are... The, the difference here is our confidence in the Celtics. Like, I'm not as sold on them as you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they've... Again, it's our
3: confidence in either team, because I'm not as sold on yeah, Miami. B- that's fair. Because... I, I, I don't know. I, I think the guys who are threats sometimes take themselves out of being threats often on Miami and, and that's just a lot of times it's just immaturity it's not really like I shouldn't say immaturity but it's a lack of experience more than it is skill because they definitely have the skill Duncan Robinson has the skill to get 30 but he'll go games and you know shoot tough shots on people and to me if both teams play elite defense Boston has more guys that can hit tough shots.
2: Okay, but you are you keep saying Duncan Robinson, and you mentioned that Miami needs their balance. They don't need their balance as much as you're making it seem because you're acting like if Duncan Robinson doesn't hit shots, they can't win games.
3: No, no, no. I'm saying Duncan. when I say Duncan Robinson, I'm talking about him because he plays more than Hero and Olenek and none, because he starts, right? Uh, talk-
2: he doesn't start anymore, no.
3: Okay, but sometimes he's out there really early and plays a lot more minutes than um the Actually, other he, guys. I think
2: he does start. I'm tripping. It's been a while since I've seen Miami. He got Drogic, Butler, Crowder, and then I think Robinson and and Bam. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm only okay. I'm only picking him because he's the starter of the balance you're talking about. And I do think they're balanced. I think they probably have the capability to be the most balanced team in the league.
2: But I think Spolstra is the type to quickly, uh, you know, bench Robinson and play a guy, a more defensive-minded guy.
3: And that's why I said I think they're going to have to choose between being a lockdown defensive team or trying to beat Celtics in a shootout.
2: I disagree. I think they could beat them both ways.
3: No, I think they can beat them both ways, but I, I think they'll have a tough time beating them in a shootout.
2: I just again then, I just think Miami has versatility that the Celtics don't have.
3: And that's just Bam?
2: No Butler. Drogic. Tyler mean, Harrow. Butler
3: isn't more versatile than Brown.
2: Stop it. He's not the shooter Brown is, but he's a better defender. I, I saw Jalen Brown play good good defense for one series. I've seen Butler play great defense for like six years.
3: Oh he, he, yeah yes, he I agree with that.
2: Butler is a better shot creator when he wants to be because he doesn't because Miami's a better offensive team while you're while you have to you need Jalen Brown to hit tough shots to win.
3: You need Jalen Brown to play well to win. yeah they need everyone to play well on Boston. Miami can win with Jimmy
2: Butler only defending.
3: that's true. That's true I'm not I I definitely don't Disagree with that So we'll see But I have more Confidence in Jimmy Butler I have more Confidence in Boston Being uh Like playing Tougher than I do In Miami winning Without Jimmy Butler Playing good That's all
2: That's fair I mean
3: Because the games The games they Pulled out against Milwaukee Jimmy Butler Did play good The one game He didn't play good Was The one game I thought he played The worst or barely, you know, was aggressive, was the game they lost. We'll see. Every time he turned it up, oh, I mean, it wasn't even close. Every time. The first two games in the fourth quarters, third quarters, when Jimmy, like, really kicked it into overdrive, I mean, it, it, looked, it looked ridiculous. They look like Milwaukee didn't even belong on the same court as them when he, when he does that. But, I mean... I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to do that. And I don't know if he's going to do that as easily on Brown or, you know, or Tatum as he did on whoever was checking him on Milwaukee. Wes Matthews.
2: I mean, I, I, I want to get to the other, the Western Conference teams, but. All right, all right, all right. I got, I I I think got Celtics in six.
3: You got Miami, in Miami six. Miami in
2: six. And, and honestly, six. I might pick Miami in five after this conversation just because I'm extra confident in them all right maybe to a fault but i will say this first game i'm very curious to see how the celtics defend bam and how they defend Drogic.
3: i agree with that
2: uh because that's the that's probably the biggest reason why miami's been such a well-oiled machine is their second and third best players have been number one options for long stretches
4: yeah i would
3: i mean i think on paper, Bam is their second best player, but as far as the games, he's they the play best. player. They play through him
2: more than Butler. Like they play through him for the majority of the game, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, he's the best player on the court to me most of the time. Right, and
2: yeah. T- Tice is going to have to be just great for that for Boston to win this series. To me,
3: <laughs> you think Boston is just complete garbage?
2: No, I just think they're not deep. Like Brad <laughs> Stevens has fooled us into thinking they're deep.
3: Do you think Toronto is deep? Yes. You don't think the Celtics
2: out deep to Toronto? Again, it was it was it I'm was asking fooled. do you think that? They didn't. No. They looked okay. better because the their second <laughs> unit could thrive with Tatum out there while, you know, the Raptors second unit with Siakam couldn't do anything. Yeah. But to me, like it it wasn't it was their star players playing better that made the roster look much better than it is.
3: And that happens every night, but Boston, like,
2: all right, all right. We got to let it go. Cause we've <laughs> dragged on it for a while. All right, but all right. uh, this, this game one is going to be very interesting to me.
3: I think it could be a, a blowout for Miami. Honestly, I, I could see that easily happening. Like it really just Miami just go crazy right into Boston's head. First game.
2: Yeah, I mean again, Bam Bam is going to be key for me. Probably even significantly more than Dragic. Cuz Bam oh, yeah. kind of allows all their their balance to look just out of, you know, unstoppable. I think
3: I think Dragic needs Bam to play well to for him to really thrive sometimes. That's
2: fair. Yeah. And Dragic, Dragic is a guy I could have told you 5 years ago with a really good big man, he would thrive. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So, we'll see. All right. Rockets. Let's get anything? to the West. Yeah, uh Rockets were the the team that that took a lot of my negativity. <laughs> uh primarily cuz they quit the last two games. You think so? Uh yeah.
3: Definitely last game, I think.
2: I thought they quit the game before. You didn't think they quit when Harden was like not even trying to to do anything? <laughs> that
3: was the game Westbrook just he played for the Lakers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I think that was more of the problem than I mean maybe that made them quit so I would agree with that yeah I think him playing so bad they just like you know what this just isn't gonna happen
2: I'm gonna try not to yell because there's there's a lot of issues I got with how the Rockets have lost hmm my first problem is if Daniel house really caused like if his situation really killed your team psychologically you had no business being in the playoffs anyway Okay, for your, for your fifth or sixth best player or most important player to go out and you look like you just have, like, no depth all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Like, they went from, to me, the first couple games, they looked like they weren't deep, but they could go to other guys. Right. And then without Daniel House, all of a sudden they look like they have no bench. Yep. And to me, like, one player shouldn't, be that important of a difference maker especially a role player. Right. Uh my second problem is and I'm I've had enough cuz I've seen about 10 years of this. James Harden is a loser. Oh yeah. He flat out like I hate to call him that but he flat out does not care about winning games. Yep. Because every time the Rockets start struggling And uh, I forgot who posted after they got eliminated the whole – the history of his playoffs Uh and how he choked almost literally every year except like the 2017 or 18 year when the Warriors are just way better.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: To me, he constantly quits on his team. Yeah, he does. Because what throws – and why I can say that definitively is because – Compared to what Middleton did in the Bucks last game He was awful But he was trying to will the Bucs to the win Yeah He was trying to prove I'm the best player We're not going down with me just moving the fucking ball Yep yeah. But James, when you look at James Harden Oh well they're doubling me really early So I'm just gonna hit my lazy pocket passes and hope they work Yep yeah. Like, the Lakers didn't even have to defend him well. The only thing they had to do was have active hands. And James Harden just threw them the damn ball. (laughs) Yeah, like they were open. Yeah, I mean, again, he's just, he doesn't even make an effort. Two for 11? 11 shots? Dude, you used to take, I've watched you take like five step-back threes in a quarter. But now, you can't take more than two without not shooting for, like, half the quarter. Right. If he's not hitting, like, his first couple, he just stops shooting as if he's LeBron. Yep. And this is... Now, Harden's quitting, and you flip that to Russell Westbrook, who is just losing his mind out there. Yeah. I mean, Westbrook... I've never seen somebody confirm every negative statement about him in one series. But Westbrook managed to do that. Oh, yeah. I mean, he did nothing well. He didn't shoot the ball well. He didn't drive the ball well. He looked like he couldn't dribble that well. Yep. He couldn't guard a soul. Forget Forget guarding KCP or Danny Green. He couldn't guard Caruso. He couldn't guard Kuzma. He wouldn't even try to box people out, right? I mean, he looked he looked scared going to the rim, which yep. I've never seen from him. I don't know if it was the quad injury or what. Yep. He just he looked so bad, and you come again you combine that with a with your number one option who doesn't even care. Like, Westbrook is making terrible play after terrible play, and Harden's just out there not even trying to get involved. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't, like, if you you could notice, uh, Rivers was getting pissed off the last, like, three games. Yeah. And to me, he had every right. Because if I'm P.J. Tucker, if I'm Robert Covington, if I'm getting my ass whooped by seven-footers for 48 minutes— while you're not trying to win, I'm fighting you. Yeah, like that. That is so disrespectful because Covington and Tucker and like they put so much work in for the Rockets to be competent defensively, mm-hmm. and Harden just doesn't doesn't want to carry the offense for some reason. Yeah, even though he he carries it all year long, no problem. We got to the playoffs now. Now we got to get Russ involved even though we only look good when Russ isn't playing. Yep. I mean, and this is what really proved it to me. D'Antoni said, I don't want to come back here. (laughs) Yeah. D'Antoni, who outside of Daryl Morey has been like the key defendant to this small ball, this Rockets play style that hasn't worked. D'Antoni said, no, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to come back here. I want to go coach somewhere else. Yeah, And to me, that is the ultimate knock on your team. When the guy who seems to be built to coach the team doesn't want to coach them. Yep. I mean, dude, they needed... And the Lakers got super sloppy to make it kind of seem like the games were closer than they were. But yeah. they needed Austin Rivers to come in there and give them, like, just, like rebounds over Anthony Davis tough and ones over like big players to even have a chance to come back right and it's crazy you're pressed to to get Russell Westbrook involved but Eric Gordon can just play like garbage the whole series and we'll just let it slide right it just it made no sense and I was watching the Lakers toying with them these last two games and I was like this is disgusting like, I'm offended as a basketball fan for watching this shit. Right. Do they need to blow it up. It ain't, it ain't <laughs> no, we're one piece away. That's exactly what a loser would say. He's going to say yeah. that for the rest of his career when he doesn't win. Oh, we're a piece away. Yeah. Dude, I don't care if you put Greek freak on this team. When your leader is this much of a loser or doesn't care this much the result is always going to be the same. Yep. Where That's do you it. think they go from here?
3: <laughs> um I think Westbrook should be traded immediately. Um honestly, I think they should explore trading Harden in even if they don't, I would just throw the rumor out there. <laughs> just to see just to see how Harden reacted to it. Um, I would just say you know, we're shopping James Harden, and then maybe Harden doesn't want to be on the team. He already doesn't play like he wants to be on the team. So, what difference would it make? Um, I think that <laughs> I, I I definitely think they need to go back to playing real basketball. Please, um, Harden. This is how I look at some of the greatest players. And I'll use Stephen A's uh, Stephen A's go to for this. Here's the ball, take me to the promised land. Right. <laughs> and how I how I translate that is there's sometimes where the greatest player is new when, okay, I have to do something else. Or you know what guys? They could come in the locker room and the greatest, you know, the great player on the team. Should just be able to come in locker room and say, guys, you know what? I'm taking over this game. I'm gonna be honest. Some of you guys aren't gonna get shots, but we're, I'm gonna win this game whether you know I have to get 70 or not. You know. Yeah. Kobe's done it. Jimmy Butler has done it this year. Um, you know, I think Greek Freaks done it on occasions. I think obviously LeBron has done it. D Wade. That's what kills me. Even guys
2: who Siakam tried to do it. Yeah. Middleton tried it. Like, guys who shouldn't be doing it try to do it because they want to win so bad.
3: Yes. And I don't see that. I've never seen that from Harden. I've seen it from Westbrook before. Of Westbrook has done it on multiple occasions. For all season, he did it. <laughs> he said, you know what, guys? You know what? I'm going to get my triple doubles, but I'm trying to win games this year. And, you know, I, I don't know what happened to that. I think Harden, maybe his <laughs> ego is too big for Westbrook. But, you know, um, I don't see that from Harden ever. And this playoff series, you know, game three, I would say, three and four, was when I thought he should have done it the most. Yeah. Uh, No. Which game did they win? They won game one, one. And then.
2: They were up else? going into the fourth in game two. And they were tied going into the fourth in game three.
4: Right.
3: Those are games, coming out of the quarter, coming out of halftime, Harden should have just said, you know what, guys, this is it. I got us. Just give me the ball. I'm doing what I got to do. You guys know every time I get the ball, go for the rebound because I'm putting it up. And that's fine. They've won like that before. I mean, obviously, it looks bad sometimes, but they've won like it. And I would take that over the Westbrook and Harden both ha- having... You know, averaging four point eight turnovers a game each, I would take them taking missing fourteen shots a game like they did all season when they were winning. W- weren't they missing like fifty? Weren't they missing like 12 threes like combined every game? <laughs> yeah, I would have taken that way more than I would would have taken the turnovers. Yeah. So, you know, I I didn't I didn't see like you said it just looked like a whole team of losers. Jeff Green was garbage the whole series and Dantoni like didn't even bother <laughs> like he didn't even bother telling them to like play better. Like it, <laughs> most of the guys, you know, Maclamore played amazing the last
2: like 5 uh, whole, minutes of each game.
3: <laughs> the whole bubble up until the series where he didn't play at all yeah. some games and then they, you know, Finally, he did play. He played great, and Dan Tony was just like, you know what, man? If the guys who actually are supposed to be playing great aren't playing great, Rivers might as well not even came to the series. Uh, yeah, he might as well went and watched the Clippers games, watch his dad go. Yeah. <laughs> um, who who else? I don't even know who else they have. Tucker was the only one consistently playing. I mean, hard, dude, like I, I said.
2: dude, this last game, I was like, holy shit, they have Eric Gordon. A, a premier six-man candidate who's out there doing nothing. Nothing. That blew my mind, man. I really, like, I was disappointed at myself that I forgot about him. But then I just got even more mad at the Rockets because like, they haven't even tried to use him.
3: Yeah. I think Covington and Tucker were the only players that really played well most games. Yeah. Um, Covington didn't always shoot well, but... Yeah, he did always compete. Um, Like I said, Rivers shouldn't have came. Macklemore, they didn't even give him a chance to compete. Uh, And when he did go out there, he did compete. But, you know, it was like, Dantoni was like, oh, you're competing? Sit down. (laughs) Like, oh, you actually want to win this series? It looked like Dantoni didn't want anyone in the game that wanted to win the series, honestly. Yeah. I would have put Clemens, Chris Clemens out there.
2: Uh, I mean, they just let Westbrook just stink it up, man. It was it blew my mind.
3: Who else starts for them? I'm missing somebody, right?
2: Uh, Tuck- Gordon, Tucker, and... Oh, Gordon
3: Covington. starts now. Yeah. That's right. Gordon starts now. Yeah, and like I said, Jeff Green, I mean, minus 26? I've never seen that before in my life. <laughs> Dude, it just... I've never seen a bench player be minus 26. How do you do that? You don't even start.
2: Yeah, it could. It's it's mind blowing.
3: So I mean, the whole team. The team is full of losers. They need a whole culture change, and it can't be with Harden. Harden is a pippin' in my opinion. He should have been. He might need to be
2: 6 man again, to be honest. That's that's what I'm thinking. Because the Rockets, like, this is where Daryl Morey makes no sense to me. Because you you clearly structure your team where it's James Harden or bust. Yeah. But James Harden now for seven at least seven years hasn't even been a bust. He hasn't even tried to be a bust in the right. playoffs. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even try to carry or just lose. He just lets the team lose. Yeah.
3: I think he really tries to... You know, not take ownership of the game sometimes. Yeah,
2: the, just so it's like, oh, my supporting cast is non-existent. Like, he he wants that, like, built-in LeBron excuse. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, yeah. you don't get that, especially with Daryl Morey highlighting you the way he does. Right. I
3: think the two-guard offense, or whatever they call it, needs to stop.
4: I mean, Kobe exposed
3: them
2: last year. I don't understand. It's one thing for them not to listen to casual fans— but Kobe literally said exactly what would happen. Yeah. Is de- because he's been there. Right. Playoff defense is lock in and you can't do the same shit.
3: Yeah. He's been the guy to say, you know what, I'm not scoring today. I'll get twenty rebounds yep. in the finals if I have to. Yep. But we're winning this game. I I don't see that from anybody. Westbrook, I mean I and I'm I'm speaking like I hold Westbrook to the MVP he is I've never been a fan of Westbrook and you know this yeah yeah for like what six years now
2: no you were one of his first like you the first one of the first people I remember who was like questioning his play style even when he was going crazy that first year
3: yeah so I'm saying this stuff like I think Westbrook is good but Westbrook I mean I don't understand I don't understand what he was doing why he was doing it what, the whole series,
2: dude. He he looked like what pissed me off is the after game two when he was like super awful. Where he's talking about he's just running around. I gotta go watch film. Dude, he plays like <laughs> a guy. He plays like a guy who never watches film in his life. Yeah, because it's the same mistakes, the same dumb decisions, the same stupid shots, the same yeah. like lack of attention on de- uh, to detail on defense. Once again,
3: I think Billy Donovan deserves a lot of credit for even letting Westbrook succeed. Yeah, like he really brought the best out of Westbrook. No one else has brought brought that out of Westbrook, and I don't think anyone else will. It'd be kind of
2: wild if Houston brought him in.
3: I really do think I think it's a possibility. Honestly,
2: that would be kind of cool. That's that's one thing I don't like about D'Antoni leaving is now they have like another year of. Well, you know, with another coach maybe we can make this work. With a little bit more of a defensive-minded coach, we could do this. Yeah. Oh, you need you need a big man, man. Like you need a big man to protect the paint. You need a big man to actually rebound. I mean, the Lakers didn't dominate them on the boards with Anthony Davis, LeBron, McGee, and Dwight. Right. They dominated them on the boards with Danny Green, KCP, Rondo, Caruso, and and AD and Kuzma. Yeah. I mean, that that there's that, nothing to do with small ball. That's just you not rebounding. Right. Yeah. So, so like to me this this play style has to be blown up. It doesn't work.
4: Yeah.
3: And it doesn't and it you know, it doesn't work with the guys they want it to work with cuz I think it could work, but not with Harden and Westbrook. But they you can't s- play two guard offense when your two guards have 11 turnovers every
2: game you just can't do it i mean it doesn't make any sense no i agree with that and the other thing that they do is like they've removed capella but they still play offense like they have capella out there where <laughs> yeah. it's like pj tucker screening and rolling for guys but i'm i don't care if you hit pj tucker as a roll man
3: i know can pj tucker dunk
2: <laughs> he has a nice floater but I'll, i don't know if he could dunk <laughs> At 6'6"? Six, six. I mean, he, I'm assuming he can. He's pretty. He seems pretty athletic.
3: I'm not sure if I've ever seen it, though.
2: No. He's heavy. No, yeah, that's true. Uh,
3: um, Yeah, man, I mean, I don't have any hope for the Rockets. None. I've never been confident in the Rockets. You know, I thought they may go crazy some games this year, and they did. But, you know, I didn't see any competitive spirit. And I don't know if it's the bubble, because they're not the only team. I've seen that with, but, um, well, I take that back. They probably are.
2: No, I've seen that with another team. We'll talk about them in a second. (laughs) I don't have anything else on the Rockets. Yeah, they're they're a joke. I think if they don't make significant moves, like culture changing moves, like maybe getting a coach with some you know actual, like experience, it's worthless to me.
3: Yeah. They they either need someone who's really creative, where they don't have to come in with a with a um I don't I don't know about I don't want to say culture but with a program like I think D'Antoni when they got D'Antoni they knew what was gonna happen with the team and I think that's something that they should avoid next time I think they should go they need more in- structure. They need need more structure, they need a coach to create structure with the team, not force the team into a structure. Yeah, They need to force the structure into the, you know, into the, uh, well, you know what I'm saying. Get a big
2: man, for God's sake, Houston. If you're going to play pick and roll, get a goddamn big man. Yeah. Because, again, your role man's not a threat, and now if your hands are active, James Harden can't even hit the role man half the time. So like it doesn't work.
3: Yeah. I um. I I think that, I mean they don't even need a big man that is like a, elite center. I mean it could be like a, uh,
2: anybody like an Ibaka kind of guy. Yes, absolutely.
3: Yeah, he doesn't have to be a
2: down low, alley oop guy. Thomas Bryant in D.C. Any of the Miami centers, yeah. Robert Williams in Boston probably will be available. They had Farid playing great in that role
3: for like six games. <laughs> and then they, cut, they kicked him to the curb.
2: Yeah, uh, it's it's
3: and like I said, I don't understand why Dan Tony just doesn't use guys because he's treating Macklemore like he did Gerald Green.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, play amazing for us. For like six games or even 20 games, and then guess what? I'm never gonna play you again. That's what happened to Gerald, yeah. And then Macklemore, I, he's been I shooting great you,
2: the whole bubble.
3: Yeah, I was telling you, Macklemore is gonna get a job after this. Absolutely, he, he looked like an elite, elite, you know, specialist. I shouldn't say elite, yeah. He did, he looked like a specialist, not a 3D 3 and D guy, but
2: he is a three point specialist,
3: yeah, and he, he plays. He plays hard defense, not good defense, but he tries. He's he's got good
2: size, too, so you could throw him out there on, you know, role players.
3: Yeah, and he still looks really athletic. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, So let's talk
2: about this series that we thought would be over, but now is a toss-up.
3: I have a lot to say about one of these teams.
2: (laughs) Which... Let's you you take the your team. I'll take the opposite team because I got a lot about both.
3: Okay, Doc Rivers. Do <clears throat> You know what position Doc Rivers played when he played point guard. How come he doesn't use any? Not one. They don't have any point guards on the roster. Reggie Jackson just stopped playing all of a sudden, and then look at the Western Conference every every team's best player is their point guard <laughs> in the whole western conference.
2: OKC's like three best players are point guards.
3: Yeah, and Mitchell plays point guard on the right.
2: Jazz. And, and yeah, LeBron LeBron, LeBron is basically a point guard.
3: Doncic is a point guard, Harden and Westbrook are both point guards, and the Clippers don't use any point guards. It's like the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. How do you play in the west? You're you know, the two best players on uh, Denver are point guards, and one of them is seven foot.
0: <laughs> right. And you,
3: <laughs> you don't play any point guards? <laughs> Lou goes out there, and I don't know, like, <laughs> he, like, forgets that he's in there at point guard and just doesn't pass. Yeah, what happened he to him shoot. as a
2: playmaker?
3: He does one or the other.
2: <laughs> he either doesn't pass or doesn't shoot. I, he used he, to be... What I, what I used to love about him is he was a great blend of both.
3: Now he's neither. Now he's
2: just forces one or the other.
3: Shamit doesn't play point guard at all. I've never seen Shamit bring the ball up court. He Not shouldn't. this series.
2: He shouldn't.
3: He's played point guard in college. It's just, I, I don't understand. I've never seen a coach that played point guard his whole career forget that you need a point guard on the team. They have no structure on their offense. None. They come down and it's like, oh, George is open. Give it to George for the first 20 seconds of the shot clock. Give it to Kawhi for the first 20 seconds of the shot clock. And give it to someone who's really not that great of a sh-. They really have no spot-up shooters, by the way. But give it to them to shoot a they, spot-up they've shot. They forced
2: guys to turn into, like, Morris is now a spot-up shooter for them
3: right they give it to Morris deep corner with two seconds on the shot clock and say knock that down (laughs) he's not
2: knocking it down you know what's funny about them is they're the only team I think uh, who they'll get bad shots for like a a several minute stretch and they'll come out of a timeout and continue getting the same bad shots they were just getting yes And and that comes back to not having a point guard It does. Because they have no no
3: general on the court at all. Paul George is by far their best playmaker right now. Like, it's crazy. He either gets a good shot for himself or for somebody else. And I got to give Kawhi props. The first two games were the best passing I've ever seen Kawhi do in his entire career. The first two games. And
2: I haven't seen it since. It's like he got mad that Jeremy Grant defended him well one game. And now all he does is attack him.
3: And, you know, he attacks him. And then Jeremy Grant is still playing decent defense. He'd be locking anyone else up. You know, Kawhi's a good player. He'd be locking anybody else up, though. And, you know, Paul George has to... Paul George either has to be magic or has to be Jay Crowder on the court. He's either 3 and D (laughs) only or it's like, give it to him and get out the way and everyone else is just going to like have to figure yeah. out what to do with Paul George having the ball. And that works sometimes. Both of them work sometimes. But why have Paul George? They,
2: why have him? They've they've gotten by on having like the superior roster all year long, but in the and playoffs they, you need structure regardless of who you're going against.
4: Yeah, you
3: do.
2: And they have none of it. And they have no And
3: when I say no, I mean absolutely zero go-to plays on the team. Not one. Every team has a go-to play. Everybody. There's plays for Harden where you know Harden is going to get a bucket or going to get a good shot or going to get fouled every time. And obviously you can't do it all game, but there's a, you know, coming out of a timeout or trying to break the momentum, they go to that go-to play. The Clippers don't have anything. Nothing. It's like, you just say, okay, give it to somebody and just see what you can do. Yep. And they can't do anything.
2: And one thing, (laughs) throughout this series, it's starting to look like the Nuggets have kind of learned, like, they're learning that they can't play like that. Yeah. While the Clippers are acting like, we're playing just, like, really well, just doing this shit.
4: Yeah.
3: They act like they're just getting beat and not that they're losing. Because they are losing.
2: Dude, this, that second half last game blew my mind. Yeah. Blew my mind. You got Patrick Beverly, you got Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, you got Marcus Morris, Montrezl Harrell, all, you know, all either elite defenders or all emotionally high-energy guys. Yeah. And let's just take Kawhi and Paul George and say all those other guys are high-energy guys. You're, yeah. you're getting blown off the floor. And it it wasn't like fast. It wasn't like the Nuggets just came, you know, just hit like six straight threes. No. It took them just... it took them like six minutes to really come back and really build a lead and really like go into blowout mode. And they got comfortable. Right. It got so comfortable. And and Clippers made no effort to make them uncomfortable. None. Nice. None. You put Doc Rivers, you put you put Paul George on Jokic. Really, that's your response? Oh, we can't, we can't stop Jokic from doing anything. So I'm gonna put Paul George on him, and the Nuggets actually went to a post up.
4: Yeah,
3: and then the worst part is, then you have someone who can't guard Grant or someone who can't guard Millsap, even if Millsap is trash. He, <laughs> they can't guard him because they should be guarding a big man. Like Zubac cannot guard literally anyone on uh, Denver. Not a soul. Maybe, Maybe Mason Plum, <laughs> yeah. Maybe. But no one else. And I mean and he should be guarding um Jokic. I, I'm I would be comfortable with him guarding Jokic because Zubach isn't that great of a rebounder where like I need him in the paint. Yeah. Um and like I said about the point guards, Beverly brings the ball up court and runs to the corner every play. He brings the ball up court, it's makes one pass, it. and he's gone. He like he hacks gone the out play. there. He's in that right corner the whole the whole offense every single time. I would never guard Beverly on on defense. I would never. If I was coaching the Clippers, I want Beverly to have forty. I mean, if I was coaching the Nuggets, I would say I want Beverly to have forty. Just let him score anytime he wants to, because he he takes the same stupid corner three that no one ever has to really go out there. He may hit two max it doesn't it doesn't it, do anything though it doesn't
2: oh, nobody overreacts to it
3: i know and, it, and then he's gonna foul out because they don't need him
2: he's a hack box
3: yeah they don't need him at all and they never play like i said he never plays reggie jackson Man, he had the, who also played great he had as the well.
2: audacity to throw out reggie jackson in the last like five minutes yeah and like what am i supposed to do reggie looked confused out there honestly because he's a point guard and isn't playing point guard. <laughs> Dude, honestly, Mike, Mike Malone hasn't really coached that well. And it's almost like he's coaching, like, circles around Doc Rivers.
3: Mike Malone could sleep on the bench and they'd still be... <laughs> they still would have won the same games. Because, you know, Murray and Jokic play a two-man game and it's unstoppable.
2: But, like, and this is where, like, Mike Malone's problem is he's, he often doesn't adjust... Yeah. And a lot of times in this in these games, he's been, like, a little too slow to adjust. Yeah. But at least he makes an adjustments. Yeah. Like, you see it. Like, at times, Jokic is more of a playmaker by design because they're doubling him. hmm A lot of times, Murray, you kind of clear out a little more space for Murray so he can kind of do his probing thing. Yeah. But with the Clippers, like you said, it's just your turn, my turn— and let's just everybody else just gotta find some way to contribute.
3: Yeah, just stay
2: open. <laughs> yeah. Without and, moving, and don't move. Know, to to Morris' credit, see. he shot the ball well. But like yeah. you, it looks like you're trying to get those shots. Yeah. Like the Nuggets don't run plays to get Jeremy Grant threes. No. If he's wide open, he'll he'll take them. Yeah. But the Clippers, like, oh, if they help off Morris, that's the kickout. That's the guy we want. Like, what?
3: And I, last time, I talked about Denver not giving it to guys when they're hot. And they still don't. Guys can be on a roll, and they still will just pretend like they're not playing. (laughs) Like they're not, like they haven't scored four buckets in a row. Yeah, They just look them off. But one thing about Denver Everybody does what they do best on that team. Everybody. Murray, you score, just score. Gary Harris, you score, get open and score. Defend. Jokic, you pass, yeah, and defend. You pass, you you know, you hit some threes, you take some nice floaters and do that. Jeremy Grant, you cut, you rebound, you hit open threes, do it. But the Clippers, they have like at least I wanna say five guys that I have no idea what they do best anymore I don't I barely know what Paul George does best at this point I mean yeah I Kawhi I thought was an elite defender and sometimes he just isn't <laughs> against guys where he could be
2: yeah um it's, it's really bizarre that he gets strapped Jamal Murray but like he he gets like he can't contain Monty Morris at times
4: Right.
3: I have no idea what Shamit does best. I, I'm i starting to lose what I thought Morris did best. You know, Montrezl, you know, sometimes I know and sometimes I don't know why he's playing because, like, I don't see the aggression anymore. The hanging on the rim, swinging, you know, blocking shots, yelling in people's face. Yeah. I don't see that.
2: It's almost like everybody on the Clippers has to hype themselves up individually.
3: Yeah. Well, because they're playing with the one guy who has zero hype. Right. And he is controlling the offense so much. Yes.
2: Kawhi, uh, and- Kawhi really kills the the dynamic of their team.
3: Absolutely. This team... I don't want to say it because I know... I, I've heard from people who listen I am just a Kawhi hater. And I'm going to keep hating. I'm sorry. Uh, this team would be fire if Kawhi just wasn't on the team. No replacements. Just like don't change anything, but just not have Kawhi. This team would be better. And I, I'm not saying that on paper they'd be better because that's clearly not true. But the way the flow of their offense, even the flow of their defense, would be night and day better. Yeah, it would just it would just work. And Paul George can work as Jay Crowder on the team. <laughs> just D three and D. And hit, like, a lot of threes. I mean, yeah. He can do that's, that.
2: Paul George is great because he he can work in, like, any role.
3: He can. But he that's... really could replace literally any player in the league. Yeah, and any other than,
2: like, a center, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, he could. And, you know, Kawhi should be able to, but I, I don't know if it's Doc or if it's... It might just be Kawhi since he hates when anyone else gets a good shot off. Like... <laughs> Have you seen him pass it and like won it right back? Yeah, <laughs> like he's he's not even. I mean, he gets one on one shots because he's stronger than everybody on the court. Yeah, but he's not like a give it to me, I got it kind of guy. Dude, he's starting to
2: like. I used to I used to hate Durant for kind of only being a scorer and doing nothing. Yeah, but but Kevin Durant is night and day more of a playmaker than Kawhi Leonard is. Oh, for sure. Kawhi Leonard is. Top tier black holes in the league.
3: Yeah, and cool with it. <laughs> <It's>,
2: he does <laughs> like not some care. People, it's crazy because, yeah. like, if he's getting buckets, but they're like losing more and more, he he doesn't care.
3: He doesn't care. And and to me, this shows this should show everybody who the winner was on Toronto. Lowry is a winner. Yes. He may lose every time. But he is someone who, on your team, you better be here to win games
2: yes. or else don't
3: play with me. Yes. And Kawhi is a loser. It's clear. He, Like you said about Harden, he cares nothing about winning the games. All he cares about is if he played good and as long as the fact that they lost has nothing to do with him. Right. Because he blames I mean, you see how he acts to people. He blames Paul George every time Paul George gets a nice shot, a tough shot off. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Kawhi is upset. He puts his hand up like I'm wide open. He shakes his hand in the air, you know what I'm talking about?
2: Yeah. You know. He's for for a robot, he's very uh he's very demonstrative when he doesn't get a shot and somebody gets a bad shot.
4: Right.
3: And this is this is what I don't see. I don't see it's when Kawhi plays like this and maybe because I am a hater, I notice it more often, but when he plays like this, this is where I say, I don't see Kawhi being like clearly better than anyone at the stuff he's supposed to be good at. And, you know, it's just a, I don't know if it's a coaching thing. I don't know if it's his personality. I don't know. I know doc has been pretty garbage at managing personalities in his time. So I don't know if, Maybe Doc's just not the right coach for Kawhi. And maybe vice versa. Because I think PG would be easy to coach for Doc. Easy.
2: But... If they lose tomorrow, Doc, Doc, uh, I would fire Doc.
3: (laughs) You think they keep this team if they lose tomorrow?
2: I think, like, Kawhi, I agree with what you're saying about Kawhi. But to me, a coach should be able to, with this roster should be able to kind of minimize that selfishness with more structure. Mm-hmm. And, and it comes mm-hmm. back to the, your first point. You got no floor general out there, and Doc Rivers is like shell-shocked that they can't get good shots. <laughs> he does look so confused. Like, have you seen him in the interview? She's just like, oh, well, we just got to, you know, move the ball more. Like, dude, you have a black hole dominating the offense. You've made Lou Will into a black hole. And now yeah. everybody else just doesn't know what to do at times,
3: and they really only have two penetrators, and I I would consider those to be Lou and Paul George that can actually pass out of like the penetration. Can drive
2: and kick.
3: Yeah, and like I said, those first two games, I thought Kawhi did great
2: with that. I really do. But
4: they they
3: didn't but need it then, the
2: first two games. They need it now. Exactly. That's what's and he crazy. Won't. He
4: but. This
3: is a problem with hyping guys like him up. Because he believes that he does, He needs to just like play hero ball. Eat. He doesn't believe that anything he's doing is wrong. He doesn't believe that the team can succeed without him, I don't think. I honestly That's what believe it looks he, like. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. if I'm not sure if... Uh, I guess they would have to assume, okay, we made it. To the Western Conference Finals, I mean semifinals. If they lose, they say, "Okay, we could do that again." You know, the team is good. It's just we just got to figure some s- small things out. So I-, I could see them keeping this team, but I advise against it. Honestly, I don't want the same team coming back, not with all the same roster.
2: Let's um, just say um, before I get into Denver a little bit, uh, if they do win tomorrow, what's what's their LA series looking like?
3: I'm not, you know. I'm I'm kind of I'm on the fence about that because
2: is it more Laker doubts or
3: it's more Laker doubts? Okay, that's fair. Yeah, because we didn't talk about L.A. But I I get so bored watching L.A. and I shouldn't be. Yeah, I've never been bored watching LeBron in my life until now, till this year, this till the bubble really. And it's just that I don't see any intensity from the guys. Like, I think the Clippers could easily out-intensity the Lakers and, like, go on a roll and blow them out.
2: Yeah, it was kind of weird. Rondo coming back almost gave them, like, new life. Yeah, Like, they could finally do something different on offense yeah. <laughs> that they couldn't do earlier. Yeah. So that was weird. But to me, it all comes down to how locked into they are to playing defense. I agree. Because if they're locked in defensively, it doesn't matter how they play offense. To me, they should be able to beat anybody.
3: But you, you don't see a lot of the... And it's part of it is the Rockets because the Rockets, you know, mess up the tempo for both teams most of the time. Yeah. But you don't see a lot of the LeBron rolls, LeBron like one man uh, momentum yes. things that we've seen. Yeah. And even not just LeBron, but like you haven't seen like a four play stretch where it looks like the Lakers are dominant. I I didn't although the Lakers were better than Rockets, I didn't see a lot of dominance. Yeah,
2: a lot of the it Rockets was just, just the so, Rockets just dumb yeah, just stupidity.
3: Yeah, the Rockets were just bad. So I I that's something I think they need that against the Clippers. Because if they don't if they don't have this sense of like, you know, if if they don't have this energy against the Clippers, I don't really see. I don't know if I can see them beating the Clippers four times.
2: It just, but I mean, it's the same thing we've talked about all year: is LeBron has to come out and set the tempo for them.
4: Yeah, he does. He has
2: to set like the mood of the game for them. And the problem is, a lot of times LeBron like chills coming into a game.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like LeBron, always you could tell he's chilling the first like six minutes just to kind of see how they're guarding him, what the offenses look like. Or the whole first game. Right. A lot of times it is the whole first game. (laughs) Yeah. And and that shit, they're not gonna be able to slide with that shit against the Clippers.
3: No, they're not. They're not. And the thing is, even not just even not LeBron, but like this is something that JR used to be big on. Like they don't have that momentum guy that like, oh, like, it's not a dagger per se. Like, a dagger in the quarter, I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how sometimes that third quarter, JR will have, like, three daggers where, like, they went on a uh, maybe six zero run, and all of a sudden JR hits the three, and, like, you have to call a timeout. Yeah. They don't have that on the Lakers to me. They're,
2: they're weird. They seem to, like, their only daggers seem to come from Anthony Davis.
3: Yeah, and it's like. It's just a him better than everybody. Right. Dagger. It's not like the team playing good. Right. And when Jr. used to do it, it used to be like the team is like on one right now, and Jr. knocked it down like we're on a mission. You know, LeBron's walking back up court with the three up in the air before Jr. even shoots it. Yeah, like it was that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't see any of that confidence in the Lakers. Maybe, maybe his confidence. So, you know, I, I don't know. I think if the Clippers come out with any confidence. I think um Lakers may have a hard time. And yeah. like I said it's more about the Lakers than it is about the Clippers being better or
2: Yeah, it's you know. it's just annoying with the Lakers. Like we know LeBron is going to decide the series. We just don't know what decision he's going to make.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's that's pretty good.
2: But I want to talk about the Nuggets and and we'll talk about football a little bit. Okay. Uh dude, they're finally one thing that the NBA has, like, these really talented players, so sometimes your coaching can kind of fall into the background if your star players are dominating. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is what Jokic has done, especially these last two games. Yes. Because he hasn't just, like, done everything like we've criticized them for to a fault.
3: It's like he hurt us, to be honest.
2: Yeah, he does exactly what they need now. Yes. He comes out and he gets buckets early on so the Clippers know they can't stop him. Yep. Then in the second, third quarters, he usually gets the role guys involved, gets them some shots. Yep. And then he just takes over at one point. Yeah. And Plain and simple. That's, dude, that's, they. it doesn't even matter what Mike Malone is doing out there. I mean, yeah, he yeah. could play Porter a little bit more at times. He could trust uh, Gary Harris at times, but it, yeah. again, with if Jokic is gonna play this well, and Murray's gonna play under control, especially in key stretches of the game, yeah, they they can beat anybody. Yeah, and honestly, I think they have a better chance of beating the Lakers than the Clippers do, playing right the way they're playing right now.
3: I agree, I agree with that. Even given what I said about the Lakers. They, if the Lakers do what I'm talking about against Denver, they have zero chance. Right. I think the Lakers could still beat the Clippers with no energy because the Clippers don't have energy either. Right. <laughs> but Denver does have energy. So I, I think, you know, I think it would be, I think Denver could come out and really bust them up.
2: Dude, I cannot wait for tomorrow's game. Yeah. I'm I, Both games. Man.
4: Both
3: games. Oh, yeah, gonna be yeah. Really, game one's really tomorrow too, right? Yeah, I'm ready. I think both um, both games are going to be wars, but I did like I did say about the Boston. I think Miami could easily come out and like win by 30 first game. But it's
2: that's one of nah, That's the one good thing about Boston is uh, they could be playing like garbage, but Smart can't miss for some reason.
4: <laughs> yeah,
2: or Jalen Brown comes out there like he's. Like KD or Kawhi. Yeah,
3: I have a I do have a hot take. Since you said that, uh, within two years, Jalen Brown will be better than Kawhi, much better. I mean, within two,
2: like in to the public, that's a hot take, but in my eyes, it's not.
3: <laughs> oh, okay, I got you. So for the public who think I'm a Kawhi hater, here's more fuel. Yeah. I think Jalen Brown is like just one step away and me. It may not even be a step. It may just be one like responsibility away from being better than Kawhi, like obviously better. So we'll see what happens though. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for those. All right. Um, let me play a gym man to break up. Right. Right. Heard a lot of us, a lot of talking. Um, uh, I'll play, I'll play my first, you know, we talked about Trippy Red on here before. <clears throat> Not a lot of positive, but I, I love this uh Buster Rhymes flip he just came out with man. Um this is I got you by Trippy Red and Busta Rhymes.
5: <laughs> no cap. I'm the one out the two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
6: you you hit the target beautiful and sweet and in a box of boston my put a stone on you like the diamond was once lost in the Arctic you with the Bugatti in the way that you parked it. Respect my reflection on you better get. Yeah. My queen move with proper royal and prosthetic. Blossom together even when I became a predicate. Shit. Funny how we started off as friends with benefits. A.K.A. <laughs> hey, right? She a perfectionist. Oh, yeah. And when she tight about some shit, you gotta let her be. Let her be. Ride or die loyal. Mommy, you never switch. Never. And build an empire together. Now we forever yeah. rich. I gotcha.
5: Feeding for your love every damn day. Say oh, yeah. yeah. The little didn't yeah. see what I do Say
3: That was uh I Got You by Trippy Red and Bustin Run. Yeah,
2: that sounded good.
3: I know, right? I don't know how Trippy Red gets away with just doing the hooks <laughs> and still like selling records. <laughs> Literally just the hook on his own song. Yeah. It's sweet though. Um, okay, football. First week. First weekend.
2: Yeah. Uh I saw the only game I really saw was Texans Chiefs. Mm, yeah. Great uh, game. Which was I mean, I shitted on Bill O'Brien after they, they blew that lead last year. Mm-hmm. It looks like he, he didn't hear me at all because he seems like he's a worse coach now. <laughs> I agree. I mean, the Texans came out there playing, you know, backyard football. Yeah. While the, the Chiefs came out like a dynasty. They
4: looked elite.
2: I mean, and from the stuff I have seen over Sunday, did anybody look elite? even nearly as good no maybe seattle
3: maybe but, new orleans but, like, but like, a lot of these much.
2: teams even when they look good it's not balanced right the chiefs could do it all
3: yeah yeah i got nothing to add to that for sure
2: yeah
3: um tom brady first l <laughs> i mean from what i saw in the highlights it was more of new orleans being better than it was of like tom you know yeah but new orleans is just a
2: three team. he's thrown he's had three straight games of pick sixes now yeah dude I, I i want the owner the one who said friday that tom brady's arm has gotten stronger yeah to apologize because it's this cap that's what that is i agree Tom Brady's arm hasn't looked strong in, like, half a decade.
3: Yeah, I agree.
2: And and it kind of showed they – it looked weird because they have a lot of deep threats, but that's not really Brady's game. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to – it's going to be a weird – like a weird kind of structure for them to look really good. Yeah. Yeah. I think they could do it. I think they'll. I think they still could get to the playoffs, like not playing that well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing they they're gonna have to do to kind of clean it up is is give Brady a little more time.
4: Yeah, I agree.
2: And that, and that, a lot of that could be with, like you said, the Saints looked really good.
4: Yeah,
3: the Saints looked ready. Ready. I'm for not surprised.
2: Season. Any any team that could recover from like two heartbreaking playoff losses and. Come out like hot every year. Yeah. You know they have a a good culture in place.
4: Yeah. Yep. Uh,
3: can <clears throat> Cam, uh, first win with the Patriots.
2: Uh, but if if the Patriots make the playoffs this year, the Bill Belichick slander has to end. In what way? Like the whole Tom Brady made him thing.
3: Oh yeah. And it's it's kind of crazy that it goes both ways too. Yeah, just like he made Tom, Tom made him. Yeah, because
2: yeah. I I haven't seen that at all. Mm-hmm. To me, like the Patriots have been versatile the entire time Belichick has been there. Yeah, that's not that's your quarterback can't bring your team versatility. Right. And to me, they've that's they showed me that again this first game. I know it wasn't. The opponent wasn't good, so I'm not convinced that they'll go to the playoffs. But they played in a way that fit the players they had and the way the defense played. Yep. And the Panthers, the Panthers gave up on using Cam as a runner. They did. In first game, he's got 75 yards and two touchdowns.
3: I thought that was completely unfair of them too, by the way.
2: Right. Just because he's hurt, like, you're basically trying to tell him to get out the league because he's hurt at that point.
3: Right. And while you're watching guys do what he does best and turn it into winning football. Right. And then, you know, it's just, I'm not surprised at all. I thought Cam played great. You know, he didn't have any passing touchdowns, but he doesn't need to.
2: That's his game. He looked, passing-wise, he looked like a game manager. He did. Which I actually really like from him because that's something I would like to see more of.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he definitely he controlled their offense very nicely. Yeah. To me. Yeah, seventy-five rushing yards.
2: It's weird because yeah. like the Patriots' schedule is going to get tough, mm-hmm. so I imagine they're not going to be able to run the ball as well. Yeah. Uh, moving forward, so we'll we'll really see if they're built for it uh, like this next month or so.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: yeah and you know he didn't he didn't take anything away from their you know the rest of the team's numbers either you know edelman still had a decent game you know the other guys were all they got to do what they did best too
6: yeah
3: um how about uh kyler murray going crazy 230 yards 91 rushing yards
2: yeah, man, I'm excited about Arizona. I, I don't know if I mentioned coming out of last year that they have good potential moving forward.
3: Yeah, with Hopkins, I mean.
2: I think Hopkins is where I really, really got excited for them.
3: Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald is still out there getting it done, man. Yeah,
2: and now and now he's not the main like option out there. Yeah. Now you got a clear-cut number one who could do everything. He could burn you deep. He could kill you with like screen passes yep uh Arizona's built man they they're doing good things
3: yeah and he lets the ball go too I mean 40 40 passes
2: yeah I like it he's got a very quick release too which I really like
3: mm-hmm yeah I, I like that he I like that they're letting him take chances early I mean <laughs> this is the second year but yeah you know, some guys don't get that even in it's, their it's, second,
2: third, or fourth year. It's funny to me how he runs. Like, he he runs like he's smaller than everybody out there by far. He is, <laughs> which, Yeah, which he mostly is. But, like, yeah. he almost makes it look like he's even smaller than he actually is. Yeah, yeah, he does. He has he this, does. like, the way he runs is really, is really good for, like, maneuvering through angles. Yeah. Because it's real choppy steps. Yeah. Uh, so... Arizona looks exciting
3: What about uh, Dallas taking their first L Surprise or no?
2: No Dallas isn't that good to me (laughs) I didn't didn't think the Rams were that good So it was a close game It made sense
3: I think um, I saw a lot more poise from Goff This game Even though he still didn't throw that well Mm. I've I've seen it
2: before I gotta see it Over an extended period of time
3: Some consistency? Yeah I got gotcha. you. Fair enough. Um, any other ones worth talking about?
2: I mean, Ravens, the Browns, the Browns were, were stunk it up. <laughs> Lived up to the name.
3: At least Odell got three passes. Finally. Two more
2: than anything he got most of the time last season. Uh, I mean, I think it's, it's going to be a wrap for Baker like six games into the season. Yeah, he I, think like I, guess, I think I I I think predicted last year He's going to be benched Like uh, maybe a month or two months Into the season
3: 21 for 39
2: <laughs> Dude what is That's he doing out- What is he doing out there scrambling I don't know I don't know who he thinks he is Dude, man. Take the sack my guy You're not mobile <laughs> Every time he moves He looks like he's not a quarterback
4: They let RG3
3: get one off that's how you know you're getting beat bad.
2: Yeah, I mean I can't even. Yeah. The Browns are so bad I can't even take anything away from the Ravens. Right. I mean, if the Ravens play like they did last year, though, I they their record will probably be just as good.
4: Yeah, I think so.
2: And we got to wait for them to get in the playoffs anyway. Yeah, yeah,
3: for sure. Um, I did see the Seahawks. I mean. The Falcons, they need to do something serious at this point. Not that they... I mean, they can't beat the Seahawks anyway, but... Matt Ryan, 37 for 54? 54 passes?
2: The Falcons are like the pinnacle of NFL mediocrity.
3: I mean, Todd Gurley was okay. Just okay. Um, I, I don't get it, man. I don't know how you get 450 yards and get beat Dude, as they, bad they as they do. They do this
2: every year. It's like straight shootouts with them. It's either shootouts or like 9-6 games.
3: You get beat by two touchdowns and you have 450 yards. This is crazy.
2: Yeah, you don't you don't play defense. Yeah, uh, yeah. They have they either strap or they don't play any defense. There's no there's no in between for them.
4: Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, I will know, say Eagles on a, on a personal
2: note, I didn't see the game, but F the Eagles for bl- losing to the Washington football team.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, uh, Redskins, Redskins uh, pass rush looks really good, though. Yeah, it does. Uh, and that's that's a good recipe to, to have a better record than your team actually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I still don't see anything I like from Haskins. <laughs>
4: Yeah,
3: their offense was pretty bad, and the Eagles are just worse. Just, the
2: Eagles looked uh, similar to the Texans, honestly. They looked like they weren't really ready to start the season. And it's I worse saw.
3: because Carson Wentz isn't mobile like uh, Watson can be. Right. So, you know, eight sacks is unacceptable.
2: And that's Carson's been hurt for ev- his entire NFL career. But God forbid we were going to protect him to come out this season.
3: Yeah, I'm not a Carson Wentz fan, but you know, they they, they can be better than what they're playing for sure. Yeah,
2: I'm excited to see the Titans tonight.
3: Yeah, what are you looking forward to?
2: Uh, well, I want to see how Clowny gets in there. What he does. Yeah. Uh, but I still I want to see the balance how how much are they going to run is Tannehill going to be a play action god or is he actually going to just like do more to control the offense
4: right yeah
3: I'm interested in that too
2: and to see yeah. what Rabel does because he he seems like he's a, a up and coming good head coach so mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what they look like
3: how you feel about uh Joe Burrow's first outing.
2: I mean, it was okay. The, I liked it. Last I drive see. was nice. Yeah, that's always a good sign when he's poised in clo- in a close game.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, that's I mean that's something I still haven't seen from Baker Mayfield. So.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. He's a winner.
2: Yeah. Joe's right. a winner. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Bengals. I have nothing to say about the Bengals. Never mind.
3: I'm not sure they could, I mean, you know, I think he did the best he can do.
2: Yeah, it's unfortunate. That's that's one of those losses that could kind of set your season on a bad, like, trajectory. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see how they respond. But they're not that good, so I wouldn't be surprised if they have a bad year. Yep. All right. I don't have anything else for football. No, I want to talk about this movie, man.
3: Alright, let me play your gem real quick and we'll be back after that so we can focus on that.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, This is Ari Lennox and Anthony Ramos uh, if you want me to stay. sound great on that man yeah shout out to Sly Stone for uh cover he's been having a rough time hopefully he got paid a little bit for that
2: yeah Ari Lennox got a good like throwback voice almost
3: yeah she does she does I think it'd be cool if she did like um kind of like uh Usher and Summer did like have throwbacks with uh features of throwback artists Mm -hmm. you know I think that would be interesting for her. Um, Okay. So the blockbuster of the summer that has been delayed, what, three times? Uh, It feels like
2: more, honestly.
3: (laughs) Yeah, has finally arrived, and that's Tenet featuring John David Washington and Robert Pattinson. Um,
4: We both saw it.
2: All right, uh, I'm going to say off rip, if you haven't seen it, I would, you, you're done. The episode's over for you.
4: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, uh, for sure. Because we're going to go into spoil, heavy spoilers here.
3: Yeah, got to, yeah.
2: Because this movie's very hard to talk about without spoilers.
3: <laughs> Almost impossible.
2: Yeah the, yeah, the easy the easy uh, synopsis would be it's like a time travel movie, but it's it's not. Uh, what they do here with, I guess, time manipulation, uh, Mm -hmm. is, is very unique. And it kind of surprised me of that, like the fact that it's really never been done before. Yeah. It seemed like kind of a basic idea. Once I like saw, like really started to understand a little bit, a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but I know we differ, but I'm going to say it off the bat. I love this movie. And I okay. have no, I have no issue with people who hate it. Okay. Uh, where do I want to start? I mean, the obvious one is, uh, and I say this a lot, it's not a casual moviegoers movie. Right. If you, if you, if you're Avengers, if you're like basic genre type movies, this is not your game. Right. Uh, this movie's very complicated. It's very uh, open to interpretation a lot of the time. Yeah, uh, and that's for better Very or well for worse. Very well said on that.
3: Very well said on that, by the way.
2: Yeah, but it's also for better and for worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even I, you know, I love the movie, but I, I, I still think some of the things that they dive into don't really land. Okay. Uh, give me your biggest criticism, like your overwhelming, like the main reason why you didn't enjoy it.
3: Uh, I. I kind of want to wait till we finish Because it's mostly the ending
2: Ah okay okay then let's hold off on that Yeah Uh, yeah. I'll start with with something I didn't like And I'm sure you would agree There were no real characters in this movie
3: (laughs) I agree with that yes Uh,
2: Which initially Everyone
3: seemed expendable for me
2: Yeah because initially I liked that Because it felt like we were progressing Through the story faster because of that Yes, but then it almost felt like you kind of had this half-hearted attempt at creating characters, right. and it was almost unnecessary. I, w- I was thinking like I would have rather them just kind of go through the situation without real like emotional attachment about it. Yeah, uh, and that's where like the criticism of the acting could come into play. I think,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, where and I initially I liked john david washington but the more i thought about it the more i feel like he was miscast
3: yes thank you uh (laughs) yes dude you know someone is miscast when like well for me i know i think someone is miscast when when i leave i'm like thinking of 10 people that would have done it better yeah and that's how i was with him like (laughs) literally any black actor right now would have done it better
2: yeah, it's interesting. I saw a Black Klansman early in the pandemic. Yeah. And he kind of, like, I liked what he did in that one where he had some humor, but he kind of could, you know, be serious. Yeah. And,
3: he, and he's he's like a natural nerd, too. Yeah. He has that natural, you know, he pronounces stuff very well.
2: Yeah. He and kind he, of
3: sounds brainiac
2: He kind of played that in this movie, too, which I feel like wasn't the way to go
3: yeah it, it seems completely unnecessary, <laughs> like why <laughs> I didn't see one moment where he needed to be smart, you know what I'm yeah. saying, but yet yeah, he seemed smart the whole time, yeah, and no one used it, so like I didn't really get why he was bothered, you know why they bothered making him sound intelligent, yeah,
2: yeah, uh, but I don't want to stay too negative because again i I love this movie. And a lot of it is because it's unique. It's different. Uh, for a two and a half hour movie, I thought it moved very fast.
3: Really fast. Uh, the, the first, well, the first, I want to say 45 minutes, like it, it never, never like gave you a break really Yeah. of like you having to pay attention the whole time, which I liked. Yeah. I like that.
2: And uh prior to the last action kind of battle which Uh i I, i'm pretty sure i'm probably going to be as negative about it as you are yeah uh but prior to that i thought all the action stuff looked incredible
3: oh i completely agree
2: like the stuff the the opening scene with in the theater was crazy loved it uh the stuff on the road was really crazy Loved it. Uh, their, like, infiltration of the, like, the art underground, like, art gallery or whatever it was.
3: The first time or the second time?
2: The first time. I lo- and I love okay. both, too. Me, too. Uh, and that was a cool twist, which yeah. I, I should have seen coming, but I didn't really connect the dots at that point.
3: I saw it coming, but I, I thought they were, like, I thought they were each other. Like, I thought he saw... Well, I mean, we're spoiling it anyway. I thought Pattinson saw um, John David. Yeah, I thought it was
2: flipped, right?
3: Yeah, I didn't think he saw himself.
2: I did. I I didn't connect it right away, but I immediately questioned that he let the dude go and then came back and said, I took care of it. Right. Yeah. But uh, what else did I love, man? I I loved the concept of this uh, technology I thought was really cool. Because... They created this kind of, like, it's really hard to explain where it's not, you're moving backwards through time. You're kind of just reversing. Where are you at? Just just the overall concept.
4: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And I thought they did, it was cool that they kept it a mystery for a while because it kept you engaged. Like I thought them, they held off and kind of revealing a lot of the details about it. Yeah. And I thought that covered for the like complete absence of characters. Mm-hmm. But then uh, towards the end, you, you, this is where the, the kind of logical flaws start to kick in. Like, why mm-hmm. is he investigating this technology When it turns out there's like an elite military unit that's already knows how to use it. I know he's
3: the, he's leading the investigation was the last one to know about it. Right. For me, it started getting like, I started saying like it had plot holes when, um, he found out that Satar was getting the gold from the future. Yeah. Like when he walked in and saw him with the gold. Yeah. From then, it went like, downhill plot-wise for me. Now, I mean, the action was still great, and I, I liked, I mean, I understood it, but I didn't necessarily like the execution anymore. I thought the actual inversion machine was kind of lame.
2: Yeah, for- that, that was one thing that <laughs> threw me off. I was like, you just go into like a little bunker, and you just flip, and that's it? <laughs> it looks like they're just going
3: into the bathroom, and it turns around. <laughs> they're in the future yeah it's like the most stereotypical
2: time machine i've ever seen
3: i mean and there's no you know flip to switch there's no right. like lightning hitting it or right. nothing like it's so right it was very very basic and like how did they not find it i don't understand how there was more than one machine i didn't get that part either yeah.
2: and, and uh, i'm agreeing like you said it well that at one point, you go from the main character doesn't know what's going on, and you you're trying to figure it out with him, to where yeah. everybody around the main character knows what's going on except him. <laughs> yeah, and it's this weird like shift in dynamic where I'm like, now this has this whole investigation has been kind of pointless. Right. Uh, and to me, it was just kind of weird that they needed him to kind of progress with figuring out what's going on when they ended up carrying him to figure out what's going on right Uh, and
3: i i also don't get like what the point of like sending stuff through there was when you when anyone can just walk through there yeah that that was one thing i didn't really get like why are you sending stuff like discreet where i could just walk in and come see you yeah like
2: that was kind of strange to me. Um, I thought it was good, like when they kept it basic, like when yeah. they when they introduced like the bullets going like coming into the gun. I yeah. thought that was super cool.
3: Real, yeah, awesome. I thought and just that something in the trailer. I was ready
2: for right, mm-hmm. and, and but then like, I don't know, man. It's just you got to buy into this concept. I think
3: you do. Yeah,
2: uh, and and to me. The final battle really, I, I could really see it ruining the movie for a lot of people.
3: <laughs> it didn't, <laughs> when I texted you, I was really go, only going off the final battle okay. because I was, and I, I won't say it ruined the movie because I did like it. It was just really disappointing because I still have no idea who they were fighting. Exactly. There. Where
2: they were Dude this is Yeah There's just so much Like it's almost like They cut the movie To just kinda Hustle to the end
3: And the other thing is Well (laughs) Well I'll wait Till we get to the very end But I definitely have issues With that part Um, I'm not sure why the um, Where was he Why like the arms woman like I'm really not sure why she was even in. The yeah. Movie, to be honest, like she was completely unnecessary. Well,
2: she was like the initial connection to the villain, but yeah. then he kept coming back to her, like almost as if she was operating him.
3: I, that and like where were they? Like it, it was like he was there in an hour, from the Amalfi Coast in Italy. Yeah. He was in Mumbai like that night. Yeah. You know what? So that was kind of weird
2: there was another issue for me and this is a small thing like when he when he gets with robert pattinson they have to like strategize about a lot of stuff that they decide to do yeah and if you notice they're doing it in like in public <laughs> like they're literally on a bus discussing like how they're gonna mess with the plane or how they're gonna infiltrate the art uh underground galleries
3: yeah and the, and the other dude that helps him just walks up randomly like oh yeah yeah okay. yeah
2: it's so weird i was just like dude I'm like on it. this is the most random spy shit i've ever seen
4: yeah
3: it didn't feel like there were spies in this at
2: all to me but that's what like that's what they kind of structured them to be yeah uh but i don't know it was just the reason i love this movie is because it had you thinking yeah, no. that's one thing I've had a problem with is everything I've seen lately I could compare to other shit because it's you know recycled stuff. Yes. And this movie, like, I came out of it and I was like, like, I already have issues off rip, but I was excited start to finish for what was gonna happen.
3: it's by far one of the most unique movies I've ever seen. Right. And then for the first half, it was almost like. Nolan just had bullet points of what he wanted in there yeah. and never like had anything in between. It's like, they just went from scene. Okay. New scene where like, there's nothing like, who was the guy who told him about tenant? He never came right. back.
2: That's and, my like, thing is like, he was thrown in there. Like he's like, he needs to figure this out, but then it turns out he's like the last one.
3: Yeah. And the guy who told him really don't know anything either. It'll get you in a lot of doors. Yeah. But like, so that was strange, um. Yeah, I, I definitely all the reverse stuff I thought was really cool, really interesting. Up until the last scene, I I really liked it. I loved the, the wife's character. I think you know she probably was the only real like developed character in the whole thing. Yeah, I did.
2: It was cool. That was the only part of the movie that wasn't original to me. Yeah. Uh, but they like they needed something to kind of have some kind of emotional impact
3: and some you know realism right because that's her character is very realistic yeah i mean i'm sure stuff like that happens all the time
2: i mean i I really like the stuff they did with the villain because like they didn't develop him as much as they probably could have Mm -hmm. uh but they you bought into that mentality and unhinged did something similar where the the villain just lets go of like any responsibility or any you know pretty pretty much his life he pretty much readily sacrifices himself to do whatever he's doing
3: yeah and the only thing is his motives were you know unclear for basically all of the movie till you knew what was gonna happen at the end (laughs) which i i like and don't like because i'm not sure why his motives were that drastic yeah but i did like that he had motives you know
2: um, okay so now we've kind of covered pretty much a lot of the stuff we wanted to cover yeah uh, I will say Robert Pattinson was great
3: I think I think he was the best actor in the movie
2: uh, his and I I like I really liked the chemistry he had with John David Washington I did too uh, that to me them like planning shit out and kind of like <laughs> I guess they were quipping back and forth. I don't mm-hmm. know what's the good word to describe it, but, uh, it, it was entertaining,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but explain to me this ending, man. Cause I, I was lost initially,
3: um, so Robert Pattinson, <laughs> Robert Pattinson, uh, dies, but it's the past. I mean, it's the future, future Robert Pattinson yes. dies. And in the past, Robert Pattinson, I don't know where he came from. Yes. that's he, he said, I replaced halfway through, but replaced, like no one else batted an eye at that. Like you replaced who? Like, why did you, re- like what happened?
2: Dude, when he <laughs> said like, this is kind of what ruined John David Washington for me. Because this is probably the weakest aspect of the story and they're like he's sitting there crying like you know he lost he's about to lose him but i'm yeah. like wait a minute he just said that it's the end of for him and the beginning for you but that makes no sense
3: well what happens and this i gathered this and i feel like i shouldn't have but like this is the only option but it's a dumb option to me what happens is john david has to go back in time and start tenant. he's the commissioner of Tenet yeah I got that but why I just feel like yeah. that's the dumbest yeah. ending I've ever seen
2: again like for no reason yeah I really don't get it why and how?
3: how like how does he do it when I still even at the end of the movie I'm not like completely confident that he understood what was happening Um. I'm not really confident in why they needed a team of both to go in there. I mean, I, I get why, like, it would be, um, like, why that's, like, a smart thing. Yeah. But I, because I don't know who they were fighting, I don't really get why it was, like, that much of an advantage. So... That was its own thing. That's
2: one thing that sucked about the final battle is you really like, it was just them moving through the, the desert. Right. And just all these explosions and shit, you don't see anything that's causing them.
3: Nothing. And you don't know why it's happening. You don't even know if the people they're fighting know why
2: they're there. Yeah. And the building looked super cool when it like reversed out of the explosion. Yeah. But it was, again, what, what was the point?
3: I have no idea. But, they they flubbed the whole ending battle scene to me. Probably the whole last 30 minutes actually. It just felt rushed. It did I I I did like again, I liked the wife and her situation. I liked that they were going back and forth with like, you know, she can't kill him cuz yeah. if if the dead man switch goes off, you know, I liked that. But at the same time, it was like um i didn't feel that i felt more adrenaline rush and like more time constraint with her situation than i did with like the actual fighting scene yeah like i didn't really feel any danger on their side i only felt the danger from her side and she was just you know putting sunscreen on him like it was like you know what i mean yeah so that was kind of strange to me uh
2: I liked I did like that uh like at one point Robert Pattinson is trying to stop them from going into the tunnel
4: uh-huh.
2: but like he's moving backwards so he has to catch them as they're moving forward. yeah and like he he couldn't do it. I right. thought that was I, pretty I liked... cool. but then again, with the ending, you why why is he clueless at certain points of the movie? If he clearly understands what's going on. Right. Cause
3: like, <laughs> and I, I also don't understand how they can go back and still be aware that they're, that they didn't go back. I mean, be unaware that they went back, I guess. Yeah. Cause like, so basically, like you said, he had to go catch them, but he had to wait till the bomb almost went off to go backwards yes. to save them. So how at the end is he like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just when he's, when he's back, what is he doing there? Like saying, yeah, you know, it's all good. I got it done. But when does he go back?
2: Yeah. And it's like one thing I think Nolan got to benefit from is the fact that he kind of explored this weird concept Mm -hmm. that you really didn't. You couldn't really kind of interpret how it would play out on screen. Yeah. Uh, and I liked at one point, like, John, uh, the, the protagonist, as they call him, a couple times. Yeah. Uh, he asked, which I thought was super whack, but I, uh, I can let he, it slide.
3: I didn't like the first person thing, him saying, I'm the protagonist in this story. like the th- saying yeah, that at the end, that was, was
2: corny. super corny. Yeah. But I like that he he's kind of questioning what's going on to uh Robert Pattinson, I think Neil, right? Yeah. Uh even like at, when he realizes that Neil is like more informed about the situation. Yeah. And he hits him with like the it's it's a paradox, like you can't really explain it. Uh-huh. Where I'm and I was like thinking for the rest of the movie I'm like this really shouldn't make sense for people for like copies of each other to come through backwards. So now in real time, you're mixing up timelines like that should psychologically, that should not work.
3: Yeah. Because now there is no Pattinson that goes backwards because he changed. Yes. Even though the whole movie, he's talking about how he can't change the future. Yes. He, he does it. Right. (laughs) So like, I don't know, and and apparently he already knew he was gonna do it. So that's like the weird thing. Him talking about yeah, you can't change the future, even though the entire movie he already knew that he did. Yeah. So that that was weak. Um. You know, I don't know if the woman, the you know the scientist that showed him Tenet, like where what is she? I, why did she never come back yeah
2: they kind of let that go
3: that was bizarre the the actor who was like from limitless that beat him up in the beginning yeah <laughs> i mean i thought he was a pretty you know uh popular actor and he just was a cameo yeah
2: michael Caine was unnecessary <laughs>
3: completely unnecessary he was just to um add the inception
2: hype right, right.
3: which was dumb
2: but, but I will say, man, I, I like that this movie tries things. I do. I, I like that I Nolan came in there and he didn't kind of simplify it for people. He went for it. He did. And I have no problem for people who won't like this movie. Uh, but I do mm-hmm. think if you're a fan of movies, you got to see it. Yeah, I agree with that. It's definitely worth watching. And it's a great theater experience, too.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's worth watching but I definitely am not um like I wouldn't recommend it but I would say yeah man if you're even kind of intrigued into it you should watch it. But if if you're like, eh, should I go see that? I don't really care to see it." I I wouldn't like tell people like that to, "Yeah, go see yeah, it." Yeah,
2: this is a because then they'll be like more specifically uh sci-fi action nerds should should yeah, check you- this out.
3: You got to go in with enthusiasm for this, right. to me. If not, you'll. If not, it could even be boring to some people, to be honest. Just because there's no like legit storyline to follow, you just have to follow the action on the screen. Yeah. So. And that's fine. Can't wait to see yeah.
2: what Nolan does next in like five years. I know, right? Couldn't come sooner.
3: Um. Did you know that? There was no special effects in this I mean there were special effects but there was no green screen at all
2: you know that's I didn't know that but it's I was thinking during the uh, road like battle especially yeah. when he first starts to use the like the reverse thing yeah I was like man it looks so clean like like it looks good yeah you could feel him out there you could feel like the environment around him Uh, yeah i mean the whole movie looked really good yeah it did even the end battle which i thought just again had logical issues like them moving in two squads one in normal time one in reverse i thought just from looks wise looked really cool yeah and i the other thing is like when did the reverse team leave Uh, yeah dude i'm i don't want to make my brain (laughs) hurt over analyzing it
3: Because if the reverse team left at the same time, they wouldn't be there, right? So they would have, but if they left after the world would already explode. Because if they were alive after this event, then they wouldn't have had to go, yeah. So that's the part that's kind of you know, is that kind of stuff that was way off for me. And the reason why I texted you and said I felt robbed. Was because the ending was just like, all
2: right, that's that's it. Yeah, the like, ending did fall flat. I, I I doubt anybody would argue that. Yeah. And
3: you you know I think most people would probably have to watch like the videos of explaining what the heck was going on. Yeah,
2: that's a good that's a good movie for one of those.
3: Do you think Neil was um, the girl's son? <laughs> that's right
2: that's uh I, I don't think that
3: that was a theory i mean that's why john david looks at him and like is about to be his step daddy and stuff because you know because he's gonna raise neil and that's why him and neil are so close i've known you for 20 years man yeah i yeah. i
2: that that was kind of just thrown in there it felt like
4: yeah
3: i don't i really didn't like that either but i I definitely like the action. I definitely like the, you know, um, concept. I just didn't. I didn't love the execution. That's all.
2: I think uh, while I was, I'm still excited for John David Washington. But I agree with you that uh, action is not really what I want to see him in. Yeah, let it go.
4: I, 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 I'm not
3: yeah, gonna it's... go that
2: far. I don't need him to let it go, but I don't need him to like seek it out. You know, maybe a support. <laughs> I don't want
3: him. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't want him being an action star. Yeah, that's, that's I a, don't mind him being in an action
2: movie. Because I, so, I like yeah. the kitchen fight. I did I too. I thought him like, using everything in the kitchen to, to mess those guys up. I thought that looked good. I did
3: too, yeah. I didn't like the his little... His lines were really bad.
2: His fight with himself also kind of threw me off. Yes. Especially seeing it from the second time. Because yeah. to me, it almost looked like he at one point was going in reverse, but then he's fighting like normally at one point.
3: Or at yeah. least that's what I it just... looks
2: like. I don't know if it's just because it's kind of confusing, but.
3: I know what you're talking about. It just looks yeah. strange to me. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have anything else
2: to add. Yeah, it's, it's been a long episode. We got to get out of here.
3: Yeah. Um. I'm going to play some outcasts as the throwback. And we will see you guys next time in conference finals.
4: Well,
2: who, who you got nuggets or Clippers tomorrow?
3: I got the nuggets. Me too. I'll go with the nuggets. Me too. Nuggets. They got the momentum. Go Denver. Three one. First team ever. Three one twice.
2: I'm pretty sure. There's no way anybody else has done that.
3: Yeah, I think they are. Yep. All right. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Subscribe. Whatever. Uh, we'll be back for one eleven.
1: Yeah, this one right here goes out to all the babies, mamas, 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 <laughs> baby mamas. mamas. Boys come from her neighborhood, to the studio trying to fight me. She need to get a piece of American Pie and take her bite out. That's my house. I disconnect the cable and turn the lights out. Let her know her grandchild is a baby and not a paycheck. Private school, daycare, she has medical bills, I pay that. I love your mom and everything. See, I ain't the only one who lay down. She want to rip you up and start a custody war. My lawyer, you stay down. She, she never got a chance to hear my side of the story. We was divided. She had fish fries, and cookouts, for my child's birthday. I ain't invited, despite it. I show her the utmost respect when I fall through. All you do is defend that lady when I call you. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, ooh. I'm pass it happened for a reason one can't be mad so know this know that everything's cool and yes i will be present on the first day of school and graduation sorry, i sorry miss jackson You look at the way you treat me. You see your little nose ass homegirl and got your ass in up the creek, G. Without a pattern, you left to straddling right. This thing on out. And the union girl ain't speaking no more, because my dick on in, I'm out, out. I'm talking about jealousy, infidelity, and, and be cheating, beating, and the end to the G. They be the same thing. But who you placing the blame on? You keep on singing the same song. Let like back on, be bygones. So you can go and get the hell on you and your mom. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh,
6: I am for real,
1: Ooh. never meant to make